0: Yo, MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, now us. So check us out every Friday. Friday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. Welcome back to YoMTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe,
1: and I'm Stephen Marshall.
0: Back at last. Woo. Back from your, what I call it, your world tour of woe.
1: <laughs> this is more of a North American tour.
0: North America is the world. Get it right. What were you doing in Toronto? I know we, you know, we talked off the show about other stuff, but what were you doing in Toronto? I was just kind of curious.
1: Oh, uh, just uh, Anna's family. Uh, my oh, cool. Th- yeah, her uncle lives there, so got to Sweet. hang out with some uh, some Russians.
0: Awesome, fantastic. So, but now you're back. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week was a lot of fun with uh, Jeff and Levi, and I'm looking forward uh, to. Uh, Having those guys be my teammates for uh, GP Detroit. But I am back with my tag team partner. That's me, DC, the Brain Supreme, and my man Steve Rowland.
1: That's good to be back.
0: Uh, Upside down, inside out. I'm going to show all you folks what it's all about. Uh, We've got the MTG Origins full spoiler, and we've got the pre-release coming up this weekend. And so we're going to go over this set since... The two of us haven't really looked at it much together or at all, depending on what you've been up to. Uh, So we're just going to hit this thing top to bottom and uh, just talk about stuff that uh, we're interested in and uh, hopefully, you know, in a reasonable amount of time. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) we'll see. Uh, But anyway, um, I guess we just launch right into this thing. Nothing interesting happened on social media over the past week, so nothing to talk about there. Um, but getting into the origin spoiler, uh, the first card I wanted to talk about is uh, a card that the theme of this card and the mechanic on this card is kind of repeated several times throughout the color, uh, and that's uh, Amprin Tactician. Um, this card is uh, white, white, two. Uh, it's a 3-3 three, three human soldier. It's a common And when Amprin Tactician enters the battlefield, creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. Now, I'm sure there's no way, there's very, I don't think there's any way to give him haste, but he is a 4-4 effectively on his first turn. Um, And all your creatures get pumped. Now, there are several cards, and I, I got a little obsessed when I was looking at the spoiler. There are several cards in white that pump your team. Like when they enter the battlefield or when something happens. Um, and uh, I guess uh, I guess I can just skip right to the other ones that I'm talking about here. Um, so uh, there's the Consoles Lieutenant. Uh, Consoles Lieutenant is uh, 2-1 for White White. And it has First Strike and it's uncommon. It has Renown 1. Uh, renowned, for those of you who don't know, is when this creature deals combat damage to a player. If it isn't renowned, put a plus one plus one counter on it, and it becomes renowned. Um, just like Monstrous, having plus one plus one counters or isn't a condition of being renowned. So, if the counters go away, or if it has counters added, it doesn't become renowned because it has counters added or because it has counters it's not renowned, but just be if the counters go away it's still renowned. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a little weird. Um what, but anyway. What I would
1: recommend is at the pre release, um, to kind of like keep track of it, I, I would recommend keeping like a Sharpie on you and, and just drawing a giant R on you and your opponent's creatures as as they become renowned. And absolutely.
0: That'll, That's that'll a help great you keep track idea. That. That's a really great idea. Actually, um I do have like these little like like beads that um uh, you know, that I usually don't uh, bring out in public with me. But uh, since I'm feeling a little adventurous, uh, you know, I, I might bring them to the pre-release and, uh, and put them on the table and uh, then I'll get disqualified from the tournament. <laughs> but uh, also uh, I have these little glass beads that I can use to mark renowned or not renowned that are different from plus one, you know, from dice. So Be I cool. think I might actually bring those with me.
1: It'd be cool if you had those like uh, refrigerator magnets, like the letters. Yeah, just a giant R.
0: <laughs> actually, well, it's funny. I actually, uh, we sell those at my work. We sell like little, little R's, like like little circular R's, uh, which actually would would be pretty interesting to buy a handful of those and just bring them. Hmm. Um, so anyway, to finish reading this card, um, it says, "Whenever consoles lieutenant attacks." If it's renowned, other attacking creatures you control get plus one, plus one till end of turn. So that's pretty good. Patron of the Valiant is a uh, 4-4 Flying Angel. It's an uncommon, costs two white and three. Uh, when Patron of the Valiant enters the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it. So it's not the full team, but it's any creatures you have that are renowned, which there are quite a few in uh, in white.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and now the last... and I don't know. Like, I usually don't love cards like this, but I'm kind of really excited about the potential for abuse when it comes to Valor and Acros. So, Valor and Acros is a white and three. It's an enchantment. It's uncommon. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. So, um, there are cards... That there's all kinds of crazy stuff you can do with this. Yeah. Something like murder investigation. Murder investigation is a reprint. <laughs> um, and uh, murder investigation is a white and one enchant creature you control. When enchanted creature dies, put x one one white soldier creature tokens onto the battlefield where x is its power. Whatever number of creatures that is, you get all your creatures get plus x plus x until end of turn. Um, all right, you're other...
1: officially trying too hard.
0: The other card, no, that's just an. In, that's in color. How's
1: the it other card done it before combat, though?
0: You can sacrifice it to something.
1: <laughs>
0: There's got to be a sacrifice outlet somewhere. So, also another one that I really uh, was interested in was uh, Whirler Rogue. Um, now, this one probably makes. I get what you're saying. This one probably makes a little more sense. So, Whirler Rogue, um, and um, it similarly um, Pia and Kieran Nalar. Uh, they, they, they they both do the same thing for four mana. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, this card says, uh, when Whirler Rogue enters the battlefield, put two 1-1 colorless thopter artifact creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield. Uh, the Nalar parents, uh, say the same thing for two red and two. Um... Which, basically, it's four mana, your team gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. Depending on, you know, what your colors are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that red with Dragon Fodder and other things is probably a better color to be comboing this with. But, I mean, really, there's just a lot of different ways. There's a lot of creatures that enter the battlefield and put a creature into play.
1: Yeah, you, red and you white kind of has, like, a token sub-theme.
0: Green-white has a token sub-theme. I mean, but you've got enough of them even in red, you know, Mm -hmm. even in red-white. So I think that this is one of those cards that I would normally look at and go, oh man, like, that's just, like, kind of stupid. You know what I mean? It's like, this is an ability slapped on an enchantment, Mm -hmm. and, and and it's not a great top deck, you know, but, like, I feel like the potential for abuse for this is, like, so great that it might be worth including, you know? And I'm talking about limited here, obviously. Uh, but that, 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 that ability... So there's a lot of... There's a, okay, so my point is, there are a lot of things in white that pump your team... Um, and now it's about you know finding ways to abuse that either through things that create tokens like your dragon fodder reprint or your elves and uh, stuff like that. Um, what do you think about that stuff?
1: Um, I don't know if I'm going to go too deep on the Valor and Acro, so that I hadn't really I hadn't really given much thought to that 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 card in particular. Um,
0: it's the kind of card that we normally wouldn't, right?
1: No. Um, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of really good cards in white. It's, I think initially my favorite color for limited in the set so far. And I was trying to figure out, um, uh, with a lot of these cards, um, in terms of evaluating them for limited, you have to kind of figure out, okay, is this an aggressive format or is it not? And, uh, after going over the cards, I, I'm coming down on, it's going to be aggressive. And I think they've designed this to be an aggressive set. And I think it's right there in, one of the main mechanics, which is Renown. It doesn't do anything if you're not attacking. You have to do combat damage to your opponent for this mechanic to do anything. So I think that that encourages attacking. Um, It encourages uh, creatures on a mana curve that aren't able to be blocked efficiently. Um, And I think that encourages like an incredibly... uh, Or not incredibly, but it would be more on the aggressive spectrum of things, this format. Mm So I think that's a good... Or if it's the right conclusion, it can give us an advantage in terms of going into this limited uh, format <laughs> initially. <laughs> if it's the wrong one, then we're, we're just screwing ourselves. Um, right. Yeah, there's, there's, and there's a few like uh, common cards in white that uh, I really like. Like uh, the Topin Freeblade, the one in a white, 2-2 two, two Vigilance with renowned 1. That's just a really good rate for a common. Yeah. Uh, wow,
0: that's really good.
1: I like the Stalwart Avon, uh, two in a white for a 1-3 Flyer with renowned 1. Um, these are just aggressive creatures. Uh, I think there's a blue-white flyers theme that looks pretty good, and even the white-red aggressive uh, combo. I think those two combined, white, red, and blue, uh, so far probably my favorite colors in the set. And I yeah. want to combine them and make aggressive decks, if this is an aggressive format, <laughs> and I've I've placed my money on it being one in terms of how I'm going to initially draft the set.
0: And because, you know, I've taken the pledge to... Try and draft more aggressive decks. I can only imagine that I'm going to be drafting aggressive decks with this set as well. Um,
1: I would like to say one thing about another uncommon in white. Uh, yeah. It's just it's a good card for for limited. Uh, Blessed spirits. Yeah, it's were, creepy as hell.
0: People were really like down on that art though.
1: It's super sweet though.
0: I think it's awesome. I don't. I don't know what anyone's problem. I mean, everybody has a problem with everything,
1: right? Well, okay. I'm going to take the stand, and I, I guess my co-host would disagree. But that children dying—it's not a good thing. And to become a spirit—wow,
0: <laughs> you really just like—you <laughs> really just threw me under the bus. That was kind of amazing. I'm—I'm going to let that one hang, man. I don't even care.
1: <laughs> well, the artwork is two spirits. They're young, wide-eyed children. <laughs> Looking at you, uh, you know, like they never did anything wrong. And uh, it even tells you that they died in the flavor text. Uh, it says not all heroes die in armor. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why anyone could be down on that. <laughs> you're right, Joe.
0: It's a good card. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good card.
1: card, though. No, it's two and a white for a 2-2 flyer, which is you're already on board for. And then it just has some bonus text uh, tacked on there. Uh, whenever you cast an enchantment spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on Blessed Spirits. Mm-hmm. And that's because Black-White has an enchantment sub-theme that I do not believe to be very good.
0: You don't think it's good?
1: I don't think so, actually.
0: Yeah, because I was going to say, like, what enchantments really are we uh, are we getting that make that worth doing? I mean, obviously, like I said before, Valor and Acros. <laughs> now, now, another no. one thing... Th-
1: <laughs> there's one good, there, uh, Suppression Bonds. It's a little expensive, but it's three and white for an aura, and it's effectively a rest, but for any non-land permanent.
0: So for Planeswalkers.
1: Mm-hmm. Or artifacts, if there's activated abilities on an artifact yeah. to, to, to knock out. Uh, so, I mean, that's a pretty good one. Um, blue has uh, Claustrophobia, I believe, in the set. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some of the other ones, um, a lot of the other uh, enchantments they put in here, they kind of learned their lesson from Theros. They either draw you a card when they enter the battlefield, or when the creature dies, you can like go get another copy of it if that's going to happen. Limited. So right. a lot, a lot of the auras try to give you some value. Yeah, it,
0: I do. I do rather love Knightly Valor. Yeah. Um, at least in sealed, uh, it's it's expensive and it's a blowout if it. Uh, if, oh God, if that get, doesn't
1: you resolve. Know, your Yeah. World of hurt.
0: Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's just a great card. Um.
1: No, there are, there are some decent enchantments in here. I just don't like black very much. I think is the issue.
0: Yeah. So why is that? Like, like you want to you skip ahead real quick and look at some stuff in black and.
1: Sure. I was just looking at. Um, so if I think this is an aggressive format, and again, this could all be completely wrong. Um, I was just like looking at the commons, and there wasn't really anything that I was in love with. It's a lot of combat tricks, like dark dabbling, which regenerates a creature, draws a card. That's. I got, maybe that's okay. I'm not sure. Um, Eye blight assassin is not very good. Like I, I was having a real trouble actually figuring out what my favorite common in black is because there's not. Um, Infernal scarring seems okay. It's the uh, it's one in a black for an aura. Uh, Enchanted creature gets plus two plus zero and has when this creature dies, draw card.
0: Oh, that's very good.
1: Yeah. Well, that's um, very good. <clears throat> they just don't have a lot of like really good creatures that I'm interested in. Uh, well,
0: your favorite creature is uh, Fleshbag Marauder, uh, specifically because of the new artwork, right?
1: Oh god, it's so horrible.
0: It really is like terrible if, like artwork.
1: If, if I got that art back and I'm wizards, I'm like, hmm, hmm, maybe we like could just...
0: if if it were an episode of Rick and Morty, <laughs> like it would be great artwork. But what is that?
1: I thought that had to be like some sort of older art that I just was never aware of for Fleshbag nah, Marauder from like beta nah, or something. <laughs>
0: like, no, nah, the original Fleshbag was sweet.
1: Man. Yeah, I know. They did not need to mess with that. No, they didn't. Um, <clears throat> there's not a lot of like common creatures that I really like in black. Uh, is the problem? Um, they do have Reeves Soul, which is one a black source you start destroy a target creature with power three or less. Which obviously, if this is an aggressive format, that's very good. Um, like I was going to say, read the bones is a really good common, but not really. If this is an aggressive format, you don't want to lose two life and not affect the board. Um, Shambling Ghoul I liked, which is just, it's one in a black for a two, three, but it enters the battlefield tapped. That's pretty good. But other than that, there's not really,
0: what about touch of moon glove?
1: See, I saw that and I,
0: as a combat (laughs) trick. I mean, that seems really good.
1: It seems it's aggressive. Um, It doesn't pump the toughness, which is what I really liked about uh, Coat with Venom.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I like that added bonus, though, of if the creature dies, the the controller loses two life. mm Mm-hmm. I like that.
1: Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's... If they they go to double block... Yeah. You get them both, they lose four life. That's actually kind of interesting. Or
0: if they, you know, go to team block or something, like...
1: Oh, yeah, like they, they think they're being conservative... Because they're like, well, what could go wrong? Like, you make, like, you know, like, like you're dead, <laughs> uh, you're yeah. dead to the crackback, but you just, like, sw- you just swing with one creature. It's like, well, what have I got to lose, you know? And they're like, huh, ah, team block. And <laughs> you touch, touch a moon of glove. Touch a moon
0: glove and kill them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. kill four of their creatures. They take eight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's
0: amazing. Oh, God.
1: That, that is the absolute upside scenario for touch of moon glove. But... Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's um, the worst
0: that could happen? You know? like Yeah. yeah. um. Uh, Undead Servant seems really good, though. I mean, it's common, um, and I, I mean, obviously,
1: want to work to make that happen.
0: Well, better in multiples, obviously, and like you know,
1: I think it actually has more of a chance. Of const- I we should probably read it first. It's uh, Undead Servant is three in a black for a zombie creature. It's a three two, and when Undead Servant enters the battlefield, put a two two black zombie creature token onto the battlefield for each card named Undead Servant. In your graveyard.
0: I really want to draft it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, see, I, that's what I do like about Origins. Is there's some there's some cards like that where you'll get them all in that one draft, and it'll be a story.
0: <laughs> right. I want to draft. Is there is there other than the Jace? Is there a um, a looter?
1: Um, not really. There's some sacrifice effects in black. Um.
0: Or some self mill or something? Is there like, uh, return any of
1: the... Turn uh will self mill, and Blue has some self mill.
0: And the... Screeching Scab. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Screeching Yeah, there you go. Self. There is some self mill. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Drafting, <Amy>. the...
1: <laughs> Drafting
0: the blue black self mill with that as a finisher.
1: Now, there's a similar card in white um, called Cleric of the Forward Order. And this is not bad. It's just a one, 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 one and a white with oh, like... 2 2.
0: I like this a lot.
1: And so now. What you need to understand, though, is you don't just gain two life when you cast – once you uh... – yeah, so the first one – yeah, so for, uh, the thing is I didn't I didn't think the first one got you anything, kind of like Servant of the Undead. But this one says, when Cleric of the Forward Order enters the battlefield, you gain two life for each creature you control named Cleric of the Forward Order. So the first one is you get – it enters the battlefield, you gain two life. The second one, you gain four life. Right. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize it scaled like that. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh and that, yeah. And that's a common. And I like that a lot more because you don't have to get in the graveyard and then have another one on the battlefield somehow. Um Yeah, I just like white white a lot in this set, I think.
0: hmm Yeah, now um I didn't look at your at your planeswalker uh rankings, but I ranked mine. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna read mine first. All
1: right. Yeah, yeah. We should probably get this out of the way early since uh I guess these are like the money cards or the focus of the set.
0: Yeah, yeah. So my rankings of the Planeswalkers in order from, I guess I'll go worst to first. Sure. Uh, My worst is Chandra. Uh, Number four, I have Nissa. Number three, I have Gideon. Number two, Liliana. And number one, I have Jace. Jace's Um, first? Huh? I have Jace's first. Yes, that's correct. So, uh, what were yours?
1: You think Jace is the best of these?
0: I think Jace is the best of these. Yes, I do. Now, what was yours? Oh, I
1: care to elaborate.
0: Uh, I'm going to hear your list first, and then I will elaborate.
1: All right. Sadly, Chandra's the worst. Uh, Yeah, it is unfortunate. Just because, I I mean, I'm, I'm not really interested in her flip side. Unless there's, like, an aggressive burn deck, and then, yeah, Probably. So she might. I mean, these 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 all have the potential to see play, but yeah, she's the she's the worst. Um, I'm gonna put Jace as second worst. Um, I think he'll he could still see play, uh, especially with um, um, Treasure Cruise and some other stuff in the format. Um, and it's kind of a creature card that can go into control decks, and it's a nice target for um, Ojitai's command and all that, all that other good stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Sadly, I I misread. Uh, Soulfire Grandmaster. Ah. So I thought his flashback ability, since it's technically not flashback, you could, like, bounce it back to your hand with her. Mm. But no. <laughs> you can't do that. It's it's if you cast it from your hand. I the see. Um, I put Liliana next. Okay. Although I think she'll see play before Kithion or Gideon. Uh-huh. Um, although I think Gideon in the absolute might be the most powerful or at least second most powerful. Um, two ones just aren't super amazing right now. I mean, that could change. They just need new decks, but I could see Liliana getting played today.
0: So. Yeah. What was that interaction that, uh, you put in the show
1: notes that who, who, who had talked about? Oh yeah. Card? So Sam Black, in, uh, was talking about like in an Abzan, um, company deck. So you turn one Viscera Seer, turn two Voice of Resurgence, turn three Liliana, and then use Viscera Sierra to sack your Voice of Resurgence. Get a Voice of Resurgence token. Liliana flips. You get a 2-2 zombie token. Use Liliana's minus ability to minus 2 to bring back the Voice of Resurgence to the battlefield. So now, now you have two tokens, the Voice of Resurgence, Viscera Sierra, and Liliana on turn 3. I mean, that's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of unreal. Um,
1: oh, and, so... uh, and number 1, uh, Nyssa, easy.
0: So you number two Gideon and number one Nyssa. That's really funny. So our lists are fairly similar, except that I have Jace as the best and you have Nissa as the best, and we have both of those as our second worst. We have one obvious disagreement. So let's 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 break this down and figure out why we disagree so strongly on these two particular cards. Sure. I think the other ones, we all kind of agree. Liliana Gideon are pretty damn powerful. Chandra sucks. So now like, where is what, where is our, uh, our difference here? What's going on? So um, Nyssa. So let me tell you why I have Nissa at number four. All right. Uh, Nyssa is a, I just want to read the Nissa real quick. Sure. I have to skip all the way down to it.
1: Maybe you haven't read it. Maybe that's the explanation.
0: No, I have read it. (laughs) Okay. So, Nissa, Vastwood Seer, costs three mana.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: A green and two for a two-two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, It's legendary. Blah, blah, blah. When Nissa, Vastwood Seer, enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a basic forest card, reveal it, Put it into your hand, then shuffle your library.
1: Bam. Okay. Two okay, for one. So,
0: all right, so you got a forest. Whenever a land enters the battlefield... This, so this is turn three if you've hit all your land drops.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Sure.
0: And you draw and you get a land to play on turn four. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, if you control seven or more lands... That's including the land that enters the battlefield, obviously. Mm-hmm. So that's turn seven. Exile Nissa, then return her to the battlefield, transformed under her earners, owner's control. Yep. So so that is, that is if you, okay. Okay, so so I can see how this could be better if you don't just run it out on turn three.
1: That's fine on turn still, three. But still, but why? Borderland Ranger?
0: I think it's a 2-2. It's just a. It's just a two. Is Borderland Ranger in the set?
1: No, but it, I I played Borderland Ranger, in standard. But,
0: but anyway, so so this is a two two. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So a two two that gets you a forest. Okay, I can see why that's good. Yeah, you make
1: your land drops. It draws you a card when it enters the battlefield. None of the rest of these guys do that.
0: Okay, but I mean you got to have seven lands. So the le- the, the earliest you are going to get Nyssa... Without any mana ramp, or without any actual land ramp. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Rampant growth style effects. Sure. You're going to flip her on turn 7. Yep. So then, on turn 7, you get Nissa Sage Animist. Starts with 3 loyalty, plus 1... Reveal the top card of your library. If it's a land card, put it onto the battlefield. Otherwise, put it into your hand.
1: That's fantastic. And the so, best plus one of any of the cards. Uh, right. On turn, on turn seven. Sure. If this was, if
0: this card was Nissa Sage Animist and it was two and a green Planeswalker Nissa. They could not then possibly could plus- cost it that. But I'm just saying, like, for this card on turn seven, I'm not impressed with that ability. Like, I don't care, I don't think this is a great card. And then, minus two, put a legendary 4-4 four, four green elemental creature token named a- 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 Ashaya the Awoken World onto the battlefield. Now, I do like that a lot better than making a land into a creature, because nothing scares me more than making my lands into creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, so that's it, and then minus seven, untap up to six target lands. They become six-six elemental creatures, are still lands. Uh, and that's four turns after you've flipped Nissa, probably. So that's like turn eleven. You could do the ultimate if you wanted.
1: Yeah, and so, it probably wins the but, game.
0: Okay, yeah, but so so my point is why, why, why
1: this card? Like sure. I'll, let me break it down to you. Okay. All right. So, uh, can we agree that uh, on turn three, it's a good card?
0: Borderland Ranger is a good card.
1: Yep, it's a two-two. Draws you a card. You get to hit your land drop, so you know sure, you're going to at least get to get your four drops. That's fine. And what what happens if you have five and six drops in your in your deck?
0: You get to play them on turns five and six because this card does not actually ramp you.
1: It, just it does not. Land. But yeah, what if you need you want to hit your lands though, but you also want to draw true. creatures, so you want to sure. be able to cast your cards, right? Right. Thins your deck a little. That's that's pretty marginal. Um, but uh, you know. What happens when you draw your Borderland Ranger on turn seven?
0: It kind of sucks.
1: Kind of sucks. What happens if you top deck Nissa?
0: It's way better.
1: It's kind of awesome.
0: Okay, yeah, I can see that. So, but... it's,
1: so it's a three drop, draws you a card no matter what, and is good in the late game, and in the late game becomes a planeswalker they would never cost it three mana. So so. But
0: is it worth? But is it worth seven mana? It's... would you pay? Se- would you pay seven mana? For the for the Planeswalker.
1: I would... No. No, obviously because you can get Ugin. No, you get Ugin for eight. You get Karn for seven. This isn't Karn. Right. Um, that, but that's, that, it doesn't that, cost seven, though.
0: I know. But that's my problem with the card. Is that, like... It's... I mean, the card is... You know, it's just fine on its own. And especially if you're, you know, already, especially like, say, in Standard, you're already playing an Elf deck.
2: Mm-hmm. This
0: is an Elf. Oh, yeah. There might be ways to pump Elves. I sure. actually don't know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is a fine card. Borderland Ranger is a good card. There's I like Borderland Ranger.
1: Almost not a single irrelevant word of text on her uh, rule box. <laughs> and it only costs sure. you three mana.
0: Sure. Okay,
1: I think it's the slam dunk best card in the set. Easy.
0: That's interesting. I, I mean, I definitely don't, but I can see why it's good because Borderland Ranger's is good. But like Borderland Ranger wouldn't be a mythic rare. But Borderland Ranger doesn't flip into a planeswalker. But I feel like the planeswalker that this flips into is just is is, is decent at best. De- <laughs> like I don't I don't I- think it's that great.
1: It, have you read the rest of the Planeswalkers that these creatures flip into? Like, yes, this I, actively wins you the game.
0: Yeah, I, I read the Jace, and I like the Jace. Whoops. So now tell okay. me why. Now, now, now okay, I've, I've spoken my piece. You've spoken yours.
1: About I, this. I have one more thing about Nyssa, though. Please, please. You're like It doesn't cost seven, so what's the point? But if it's turn seven, or turn six, I guess. No, I guess turn seven if you want to flip it, let's say. it's turn seven, you top deck Nyssa. Assuming no ramp. No land ramp. Um, you player, you get the land, and now you have four extra mana. Well, gee, now you're just sitting around four extra mana. If only you could draw a card and then have mana to cast it. Oh, my God, she does that. That's why it doesn't cost seven mana. Like, it's better mm-hmm. than costing seven mana. Yeah, okay, I can Even see on turn that. seven.
0: I can see it. Well, on turn seven, you actually have to play the land, or you have to, yeah.
1: Yeah, you play the land. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, and so then you flip it, yeah.
1: It drew you a card. And you have a t- and and you have a planeswalker that then draws you another card. It
0: basically draws you two cards. Okay.
1: Yeah, as okay. soon as it comes into play. And then you have a planeswalker with four loyalty. And it's better than I can draw- see- it's better than drawing you a card.
0: Okay, I can see that being pretty good.
1: Because if it's a land, it just goes directly onto the battlefield, even if you already played one. That's better than drawing a card, like marginally. Okay. So
0: So now what's what's your what's your problem with Jace?
1: Um, I don't have a problem with Jace. I think he's good, especially I've, I saw an interesting article about him in, uh, I think it was by Todd Anderson, maybe, Jeskai Tokens, because um, that's where you can, like, really abuse his, uh, loot effect. But I think he's fine, I just don't know. I think Merfolk Looter is a lot less playable as a creature than Borderland Ranger, especially as an elf, which seems to be a relevant, um, creature type in, in this upcoming standard.
0: Sure, well, I'm I'm okay, and 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 I I am less interested. This is just like with with uh, with uh, Nissa range Nissa Land Ranger. I'm like more interested in uh, her creature side than her planeswalker side. Um, I think she's a good Borderland Ranger, but I don't think she's a great planeswalker. Whereas I think Jace is kind of a you know borderline good c- creature. Mm-hmm. That flips into a really good Planeswalker. Now, the one thing I want to say about Jace is that Jace doesn't require, like,
1: instants or sorceries. No.
0: It just says, draw a card, then discard a card. If there are five or more cards in your graveyard, exile Jace and return him to the battlefield transformed. So, you can play this on turn two after fetching twice, right?
1: Sure. Sure.
0: Um, I turn three, maybe not, you know, or maybe you, you know, maybe turn three, you fetch again. I'm just, you know, I'm kind of magical Christmas landing Mm -hmm. this, and then you have dissolve mana up. You counter whatever spell they cast. That's four. And then you activate this or, well, yeah, well, that actually, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, you can get this to flip as a planeswalker way, way earlier. Sure, I,
1: under um, ideal circumstances, I mean, m- more likely this is like a turn four, turn five flip.
0: But I think that this is this is doing like I mean, and yeah, so is Nissa, but this is kind of just playing into Blue's plan, which is like, you know, first couple turns you got some fetch lands going, you're getting your mana set up, you're countering some spells, uh, you know, you're doing those sort of things, and then this adds cards to your to your to your graveyard. Um, I think you get this turn. I think you can get this flipped on turn four, pretty reliably if you play it on turn two. I can see it getting flipped on turn four pretty reliably.
1: Um, mm. Once you flip I, it, that's still pretty hard because you, you need multiple fetch lands and a few instances sorceries, which isn't impossible.
0: Well, that's two activation. I mean, all you need is three total.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah, because you're things. activating them. Yeah,
0: you're activating it, adding cards to the graveyard. That's the thing. Yeah. If, if yeah, because I, I was even thinking of it wrong when I was explaining it earlier. You know, so basically, like, you have a fetch land, two spells, you flip this on turn four, right? Mm. Um, you flip it, and you've got a five loyalty Planeswalker, uh, you plus one, up to one target creature, gets minus two, minus zero until your next turn. So that is doing what um, I think a lot of the Jaces that have been printed since Mind Sculptor hasn't haven't done, and that's protecting the Planeswalker. So it, minus two minus zero is a really kind of a, you know, you wouldn't play that card no. in your deck, you know? But then what that does is that gets your your loyalty up to six and sets you up for two activations of the minus three, which is where I really think this card shines. The minus three is essentially Snapcaster Mage.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, I, and I think that that's really good. So you minus three and you've basically got dissolve and then you've got dissolve again. No. Oh wait, no 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 no. Sorry. This turn.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you're not you're not you're not flashing back counter spells.
0: Okay. From your graveyard this turn. Well either way, there are there are definitely still ways to make this work. Um you know you've got heroes downfall, you've got removal spells, uh assuming whatever cards that you're uh you know, whatever whatever control deck you're playing this in. Got your Windling
1: you Outbursts.
0: Sure. Yeah. Well. Yeah. If you're if you're playing the Jeskai tokens, which is where you were saying this is good, uh, but I think this is just fine in like a blue-black control or Esper control. Uh, I'd almost say it even favors Esper control because that allows you to. I guess you can just run more fetch lands anyway, but uh, you know you do want to start filling up your graveyard so you can flip this thing. But I just think that that ability, the minus three, is really huge, um, and I think could really lock down the game. That's that, that's and that's why I think this card's good. I think you can get it flipped faster. It protects itself, which I guess Nissa also does by making a four.
1: four yeah, eight. she protects herself but, way better. <laughs> but
0: it's so late. But it's so late though. That's the thing. It's so late. And if you flip that thing and you and you minus 2, you've got a one loyalty planeswalker. I don't know.
1: Yeah, then you have a 2 with Jace. Uh, yeah, but you're
0: not you're probably like I said, you're probably going to plus 1 this when you first flip it. So you can abuse that minus three for the following two turns. That's the way I look at this card. yeah, get it get it to six and then two straight turns of of copying stuff in your graveyard.
1: that just seems like a lot of work.
0: So does having seven lands in play it just seems I mean that's just I don't know. I
1: mean that's just like that's a yeah that's a worst case scenario, but um yeah, it just doesn't seem bad. It's just like especially in, like I don't think it works in a control deck just because. Uh, as a control deck, you're not really wanting to tap out in the first few turns. And then it turns on all your opponent's removal when normally that's one of the benefits of playing a control deck is you blank a lot of removal. And this guy is, ex- you know, I mean, this is fragile too, but you know, she's going to be in a deck with a ton of other creatures. Um, and if she enters the battlefield and gets killed, that's fine. She already drew your card. Uh, Jason come down is not super impressive. O2 and just get that, that doesn't do too much. The turn it comes into play. I don't know, yeah, I, I, Jace, I could see they all have potential, um, but the, the Planeswalker side of Jace, it kind of reminds me of Narset, the Planeswalker, where everyone's like, oh, you know, you minus her and you get your rebound, and it's going to be sweet, and it's like, well, that's a lot of work <laughs> uh, to get the Planeswalker into play, which Control decks generally aren't wanting to do, um, they don't want to tap out for stuff like this, and then it's kind of like a marginal effect, you know, you need cards in your graveyard, which, obvi- you know, you need instants or sorceries in your graveyard, not just, like, you know, random stuff. I don't know. I, I, I'm not too impressed with the Planeswalker side of Jace. Whereas I think um, in terms of the Planeswalker side, uh, I think Nissa's is like is by far the best. Liliana's number two. And then Gideon or Jace are like kind of interchangeable. And then is the worst <laughs> in terms of what I would pay for those.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that you've convinced me that, that Nissa's better than I evaluated it at. But I don't think it's the best one in the set.
1: She's also an elf. I think that's... I'm building elves. I I mean, that's... that's I'll just... uh, Spoiler alert there. That's the first deck I'm building in post-Origins. Seems really good. Cool. Um, Yeah, and Liliana, I think... Also, one thing I just wanted to mention for all these uh, Planeswalkers... Yeah. uh, That (laughs) is semi-relevant or just kind of cool. Probably more relevant for Liliana is that if you whip them back and you somehow... And they'll have haste. And you trigger their... um, whatever the condition is to, like, uh, make them Planeswalkers, Uh, you get to keep the Planeswalker. It doesn't just exile the creature because you've already – because they exile to transform.
0: They exile to transform. Yeah, that is so cool. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so, I mean, it's probably not going to come up that often, but if you can do it.
0: Uh, Yeah, five five color walkers with whip, man. (laughs) Do it. Do it. Five color whip walkers.
1: I mean, I think, honestly, like a green-black – uh, whip or um, collected company deck. You could, I mean, you could, you could, I could definitely see that scene play
0: both. Just five color with four whip, four collected company, and just
1: all these guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and heroes podium. What is that? <laughs> I'm joking.
0: What? No, really. What is that?
1: <laughs> it was the commander card from. Uh... Oh God, was it Journey into Nick's isn't it like legendary creatures get plus two, plus two or something? Okay, so it's a five-mana artifact. Yeah. It's a legendary uh-huh. artifact, by the way. Yeah, great. Each legendary creature you control gets plus one, plus one for each other legendary creature you control.
0: With the same name as that creature. No. I'm just <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd, be, that'd be
1: awesome. I couldn't print that. so good. <laughs> Uh, and then it's X and tap. Look at the top X cards of your library. You may reveal a legendary creature card from among them and put it into your oh, hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. <laughs> that so you get Hero's Podium. Uh, you get the Hero's Blade. <laughs> and, uh, you just, I mean, just five color, five color heroes.
0: Five color legendary Planeswalker heroes. This is the worst deck ever. Don't do
1: that, but do do the Liliana Nyssa collected company deck.
0: That actually seems pretty good.
1: Or whip, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Probably whip. There's a lot of like yeah. cool graveyard cards for for black in the set. So word. I pre-ordered Nyssa. <laughs> I th- I think she's too good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I
1: paid up. Paid like seventeen bucks for. Her.
0: Wow. You think she's that good, huh? Oh yeah. I am pre-order. Anything because I'm not playing standard. <laughs> I
1: pre-ordered that and I pre-ordered uh, the "Spoiler of Souls" because they were like a buck. What is that? It's probably like one of my favorite cards in the set. Not 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 that I think it's like amazing, but it's like the type of stuff I like to do. The
0: "Spoiler of Souls." Okay, let's well let's talk about it. Yeah, read
1: it. Yeah, it's a black black for a creature horror. It's a three one. It cannot block, and you can pay black black and exile two other creature cards from your graveyard and return to Spoiler of Souls from your graveyard to the battlefield.
0: Why do you like this card?
1: Well, gra- Gravecrawler is my favorite creature of all time, so I like aggressive black cards that have recursion. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. <laughs> right on. But uh, it's aggressive, which I like aggressive cards. And it uh, it uses the graveyard, which is my other favorite uh, theme, other than like tokens or something like that, so... It's just right up my alley. I don't know. I don't know where it goes. Although in the spoiler, it's right next to Erebos' Titan, so maybe they're trying to tell me something. Huh? Yeah. So Erebos' Titan is a uh, one yeah, really? black black black. So three uh, devotion to black. I mean, it's in. They tell you it's Erebos' Titan, so that is true. <laughs> they're, they're trying to tell you something, and they costed it at one black black black. It's a creature giant. It's a five five, so not bad for four mana. And as long as your opponent controls no creatures, Erebos' Titan has Indestructible. And whenever a creature card leaves an opponent's graveyard, you may discard a card. If you do, return Erebosis Titan from your graveyard to your hand. So Whenever a creature card leaves an opponent's graveyard? Yeah, so if... What? So, um, it either gets delved away... It gets regrown with, um, oh, God, I can't remember the name of the card because I don't play standard. Uh, what's the one in a green megamorph? Den- Raptor. Oh, oh yeah. Deathmist Raptor returns to the battlefield. It's a creature card. It left an opponent's graveyard.
0: Yeah, but this only goes back to your hand.
1: True. but you know, it's...
0: Oh, so did Deathmist Raptor, though.
1: No, Deathmist Raptor goes to the battlefield.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. On that. Oh, no, Den Protector put stuff on mm-hmm. into your hand. Yeah, so there's yeah. multiple
1: different ways to, like, trigger this. Or, if you want to uh, go down that route, you can... Um... Oh, boy. You can tell we don't play much standard. It's, <laughs> it's one of the gods. <laughs> the green-black god.
0: Uh-huh, Farika. Farika.
1: Yeah, you can Farika one of their creatures.
0: That's true. Yeah, this with Farika could be very good. I don't know. I uh
1: <laughs> this this card's also really good pals with another black card. Um well it's already pals with the whole black devotion gang. because um, people are talking about it as kind of like a desecration demon replacement. Huh. Um and Dispooler of Souls isn't too bad. It helps you be a um you know, that's got two black pips in it, it's it's recursive. It's not quite uh pack rat, but you know, they're they're giving us analogs. Um uh, mm-hmm. but uh, Titan seems to be pretty good with uh, Languish, which is another black card.
0: Whoa, you're right, yeah. I, mean, I guess <laughs> anything with five toughness or greater is good with Languish. Like, I don't know, Siege Rhino. That's <laughs>
1: true. But this one, uh, you know, if you wipe your opponent's board, then this guy becomes indestructible. So you get to turn on that clause.
0: That is pretty good. I like that clause. It says something like, the reminder text is like, destroy effects, don't, affect this, and Ugin doesn't care about this.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you you could, like, re together, like, a Mono Black Devotion strategy. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm probably not going to initially try it, but it looks like there's, there's a lot of cards that really help that strategy right now in the set.
0: <laughs> We're already back. We're...
1: <laughs> Is it time again?
0: Is it time? Is it time? Could Mono Black Control be coming back? (laughs) We're really back to this again? It's only... This is gonna... Is this gonna be forever?
1: (laughs) I mean... Okay, so we had Mono Black Control... Or just mid-range or whatever you want to call it in standard. <laughs> it was oppressive, right?
0: I just can't. Like, can't we just let it lie? I mean, we had it. We got it back once. It was something we wanted for years and years. Oh, could we do mono black Control again? And we got it. We got what we wanted. And then it went away like less than a year ago. And we're already back to, oh.
1: But they they printed something with Erebos in the title. They're practically, they did. They're practically telling you. It's like, hey. Go go find that box where you, you threw your mono black devotion deck. <laughs> Open it up, take out the cards that are still standard legal.
0: Both of them.
1: <laughs> Gray merchant and whoever else. <laughs> and 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 get the gang back together one more time before they rotate. That's basically what this card says in the title.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I I've got and look, I have n- I no problem with. Just trying to relive past glories one more time. Languish, by the way, kills your gray merchant. Just putting it out there, but uh, that—how else are you going to be able to whip it back? I mean, am I wrong? Am I wrong? I'm just—I'm not wrong.
1: I'm just, just saying.
0: Just, you gotta have it in your—you gotta kill it to whip it back. You know, I'm
1: hey, just Aribos is Titan and Erebos. All you need is one more black pip, and he's alive.
0: It's interesting. I, 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 again, cool. Anyone who wants to try anything before rotation is cool with me. That's why
1: I like the set. They're giving everyone the chance.
0: Everyone. And, and, and you've come up with a couple little things. Sure. Right?
1: Uh, a, a few. I mean, a few of the obvious ones. Um, I mean, that's what I really like about this set in particular, especially the rares in it, is that they're, they're unique. Uh, they have like you know they're they're interesting. They have a lot of unique abilities that aren't like other cards uh, either in standard or previously printed. Uh, they seem powerful, but 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 very importantly, they're narrow. <laughs> they go in like they're 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 pointing you in a specific direction and not hey this is an amazing card just put it in whatever deck can possibly cast it right right uh, like right. the spoiler of souls is not just like an objectively powerful card that goes in every deck that can cast it. The same with Erebos' is Titan. These are things that go in specific uh, strategies, and the only rare I think really breaks that rule is Nyssa. <laughs> I think that's like back to the old school of just awesome card. If you cast, if you if you if you're playing green, you should probably put this in your deck. Mm-hmm. Um, but every every other rare is just really cool and it's unique and seems to point you in like a, a different direction or even a new direction that doesn't currently exist in standard, which I really like.
0: Like avaricious dragon. Oh, jeez. This is, this is a card I really like. You seem to not like... This seems like such a Steven card that you...
1: Just because it's a red card?
0: <laughs> no! No way! So, let I me mean, just read it. Avaricious Dragon is a 4-4 four, four Flying Dragon. Mm-hmm. It's two red and two. At the beginning of your draw step, draw an additional card. At the beginning of your end step, discard your hand. Mm-hmm. What is your problem with this card?
1: Just if <laughs> they had to ruin it all with that last line of text.
0: Yeah, but what's wrong with that last line of text?
1: Discard your hand.
0: Yes. Yeah, so what?
1: This thing doesn't so have. This is haste. the top
0: of your curve. This... I know, but this is the top of your curve. This doesn't say when it enters the battlefield, draw a card, and then discard your hand. No. So, so this is the last card in your hand, and you play it. Mm-hmm. You're playing some sort of aggressive red deck. This is the top of your curve. You play it. Then you get an extra card to draw. If you draw two lands, you're unlucky one. And two, you can discard one without giving a crap.
1: Okay. Um,
0: But more than likely, you're going to draw two business cards, and you're going to get to play them both.
1: Okay, I'm going to read you something else here. Avaricious. Avaricious. It's an adjective. Having or showing an extreme greed for wealth or material gain. And that is how I would describe anyone attempting to pre-sell this card for the five dollars it's going for currently, or the ten dollars it initially started at. That's insane.
0: This is only five dollars. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> you really think that that's too high for this oh, card? Oh, this
1: is garbage. This is bulk trash. Really? Nazi playing standard. Period.
0: A four-four flyer for four.
1: Yes, and I know I was wrong. A red wrong. card
0: oh. <laughs> that says, "A red card that says draw a card." Like a red card that has a four-four a flyer with a with a one-sided howling mine attached to it,
2: Mm-hmm.
0: with a minimal downside minimal. if your curve is low enough. Oh, if yeah. your curve is look, if you draw two avaricious dragons off of your off of your trigger, that's your fault. This is, this you is, built your deck wrong.
1: This is no Thunderbreak Regent, and I wasn't a fan of that to begin with, although I was dead wrong about it. <laughs> Maybe this will be another 4-4 four, four, Dragon for 4 that I'm wrong about. But I don't
0: think I so. think this is really good. And it combos well with Thunderbreak Regent.
1: Hmm. How many 4-drops are you going to run in a...
0: All of them. You're going to run every single 4 You're going to do mono 4-drops. So you can like then you have 4-drops that benefit from how many cards are in your graveyard because you draw that extra card and you're going to have to discard one of the two cards you draw.
1: True. <laughs> I mean, no. But it's not, you know, it's a good thing this thing doesn't have haste. And, I mean, it's a good thing wizards wouldn't print a sorcery, let's say, that deals 4 damage to target creature or player. That would just kill this thing before you got a chance to draw a card or attack with it. That would be bad. That would be bad. Why
0: is there a card that does that already?
1: <laughs> well, there's a Exquisite Firecraft that's also in the set. It's one red red for a sorcery. And oh, no. Exquisite Firecraft deals four damage to target creature or player. So, you know, if a creature were to have four toughness, this sorcery would kill it. But you'd be okay with that because you just discarded your hand, right?
0: That's yeah, fine. Look, the thing is...
1: <laughs> also, sp- about mastery ex- if there are two or more instances of sorceries cards in your graveyard. Exquisite Firecraft can't be countered by spells or abilities. Awesome. Now, this,
0: Exquisite a card I like. That's a good card. No, it's really good. Exquisite Firecraft is really good. I mean, like, Flame Javelin is good, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, Flame Javelin sees Fringe modern play
1: At, this when huh. was initially being played people had that in their deck
0: now this i mean this is like i mean i, I don't i don't want to compare it to flames of the blood hand because it doesn't have that can't gain life clause attached to it you know mm-hmm. but like the uncounterable is super relevant
1: oh yeah absolutely
0: you know i mean that's just a like if you need your last burn spell to resolve, this is it. You know, I mean, this is good. Um, I, I don't know if this could see modern play, standard play. Absolutely, this is great. It's a great card. I
1: don't. I don't. This I'm doesn't trying. see modern play.
0: Okay, I mean, I'm just thinking of it in terms of compared to Flame Javelin. Uh,
1: it's it's. I mean, it's 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 worth consideration. It's not like completely unreasonable. It's in the it's in the ballpark.
0: Yeah, it's like a one of maybe, because I mean javelins a one of maybe in some like not even in, in my list, but some lists run it. You know, mm-hmm. so I can see this as a replacement for that card, maybe in the decks that decide they need that card.
1: Yeah, uh, I just don't see Avaricious Dragon seeing any standard play period. And you, but I you do. Sh-
0: Mm, I strongly disagree with that statement.
1: All right. I'm going to have to write this somewhere in the notes. I
0: strongly disagree with
1: that statement. Okay. We'll, we'll disagree on this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that card definitely sees play.
1: Joe says yay. Steven says nay. Bold and a different font color so we can find it later. I, I must say I really like red for limited. I know we're like of. Conv- Going back and forth and all this stuff. I
0: don't care about that. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah,
1: so I, I think it's really cool that they actually get like red does not generally get common flyers. Um, mm-hmm. but you there's a lot of um thopter, thopter makers I guess. So like there's a uh, yeah there's gear up gear crafter. He's a common mm-hmm. two in red for a two one, and when he enters the battlefield, you put a one one colorless thopter artifact creature token flying onto the battlefield. So he's essentially um. Oh, God, that card from uh, Fate Reforged, yeah, two and a white.
0: Yeah, the two and a white that
1: you like the best,
0: almost always, yeah, yeah you the, never put a plus one, plus one counter on Yeah, the on best white common. Yeah, but, <laughs> sand, step,
1: something. Outcast, yeah. That thing. Yeah, yeah, but this one, red gets it, which is kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that is that is really interesting. It's That's a strange color for that. But now, there's actually something, because red's got flyers.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it, it normally gets, like, dragons.
0: Dragons and stuff, right. Now, here is something that's just blowing my freaking mind is Skyraker Giant. Skyraker Giant is a 4-3 for two red and two. It's a giant. It's an uncommon, and it has one word of ability text, and that is reach. Mm -hmm. It is a red creature with reach.
1: That is weird. (laughs) I have not seen that
0: before. don't know if I've ever seen that before. Like, that's incredible.
1: <laughs> it, <laughs> like,
0: I love this. I love this so much. I mean, like, like we were playing the 4-3-for-4 four, uh, Cyclops guy that had no abilities.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This has reach. Sure. This is so good. This is such a good card.
1: Ooh, Smash <laughs> the Smithereens getting a reprint.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, you didn't oh. see that? Yeah, that's no joke, man. That's in standard. Like I'm only think like I can't even think of this set like outside of standard. That's in standard. Smash to smithereens is in standard. Does that mean we're gonna have an artifact set coming up?
1: Mm, I don't know if that's the case. I think
0: a lot of this is pointing to it, though.
1: I think this is a perfectly fine limited card. I mean, there's a there's two colors that have oh, like yeah. an artifact sub theme.
0: That's true, there's just going to be Thopters yeah. laying around. Yeah, up. Just like incidental Thopters, boom. Do you run this main? No,
1: but I... I no, you, I'm not sure. And so that, that's one of the things I was looking at, was I think you can get away with like one main deck enchantment slash artifact removal card. Although although all the artifacts aren't very good. It's it's really the, the enchantments, um, because white gets a common enchantment removal card and blue gets one. And... There's enough, like, artifacts running around where it's, like, not totally dead so that I could I could see it happening.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's not a lot of, like, naturalized effects in the set, though, is the thing. There's, uh, there is a red rare I do want to talk about. Uh, Pia and Kirin Nalar. Assume, yeah. I'm assuming these are Chandra's parents, right? Y- yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're – it's kind of weird where it's, like, two creatures are one card. Yes. It's really romantic. It's like that Spice Girls song. Oh, God. <laughs> so anyway, they're, it's two red red for a two two, so four mana. And when Pia and Kiran Nalar enter the battlefield, put two one one colorless Thopter artifact creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield. I mean that's pretty cool to begin with. And then two in red sacrifice an artifact, uh, and then they deal two damage to target creature player. So pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, in a in a in a color where we would have really benefited from the. Uh... Siege Gang Commander. Instead, we get yeah, a Sacrificing that's Artifact. A bummer. There's... And a set with Goblin Pile Driver, we get PN Kieran Nalar True. instead of Siege Gang Commander. True. And... Thanks a lot, Wizards.
1: <laughs> but I do think that this is playable and standard, actually.
0: Oh, is, oh it's a great card. I mean, this is, this is a great card. Um, the fact that you've got the 2-2 two, two that adds two... I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's Cloud Goat Ranger-ish, yeah even cheaper. I mean, cause cloud goat ranger made two creatures.
1: I think it made three, or
0: three it may have made three. I don't know. Either way, this is really good value. Um, you know, and own oh, a red creature getting two flyers is awesome. And then the added ability of being able to sacrifice those flyers or any other, um, artifacts you got laying around, uh, to deal some damage. So I think it's pretty good. The,
1: the thing is, it kind of threw me for a loop, uh, during spoiler season was, they kept showing elves and so it looked like elves was the theme then they started showing the I mean, early on they spoiled a couple of of goblins and so i was like oh goblins will be a thing and it turns out there's like maybe four goblins in the set
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i guess like if you're going to print reprint something as powerful as pile driver like you kind of need to hold off i don't know um I, I'm looking at like the goblins that are available to us and like uh, Bo- uh boggart, brute, three, two for a red and two. The only reason why I'm reading it is because it has menace, which is uh, this creature can't be blocked except by two or more creatures, but as a keyword ability. So that's our new keyword one of our new keyword abilities
2: mm-hmm.
0: is menace. And uh, so there's that. And then you got dragon fodders, obviously great if you can score a bunch of them. But, like, there really isn't... I mean, oh, Goblin Glory Chaser's awesome, though. It's alright. I think it's really good. I wish it had haste, but I'm greedy. I mean, like, the fact that like, ha- you've got a 1-1... haste
1: and it's modern playable.
0: <laughs> right, no doubt. But, like, 1-1 that becomes a 2-2 on turn 2 most of the time. Uh, then once it's a 2-2, it's even harder to get to stop, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's really
1: good. Um,
0: it's you know, worth you got trying, that.
1: but I'm skeptical.
0: Okay, sure. I'm just looking at like what other goblins there are. Yeah, Cause you're right, there really aren't a lot. Subterranean scout mm-hmm. is meh. I mean, uh, when it enters the battlefield, you make your uh, pile driver unblockable, then you attack. That's kind of good. Yeah. Uh, but I think that the real reason why Goblin Pile Driver is in this set is so you can play it, and then follow it by playing the um,
1: Rabble Master. Three
0: yeah goblin Rabbit master I think that's like really that's the... an
1: insane like I actually started doing the math on it because like I didn't think that just pile driver alone would make goblins like a standard archetype um but yeah I, like I was just like doing like the goldfish math and I'm like well that's actually a ton of damage <laughs> that's yeah it's an insane amount of damage like especially if you, you have like
0: fodder you got Hordling outburst. Yeah. You got pile driver. <laughs> you've got the uh, the one I can never remember the name of for some reason.
1: Yeah, I mean if you I mean if you lead off on turn one with a um, Foundry street denizen or a, Glo- a goblin glory chaser into rabble yeah. master, then pile driver is attacking for seven. Yeah. And plus another the the haste goblin plus you've already gotten in twice with your one drop, so that's like. 10 or 11 damage, anywhere from 10 to like 12 damage after three turns. And you're yeah. you're probably running the, you know, um, convoke or stoke the flames. Yeah. I mean, that's you're definitely,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, you're definitely running four stoke the flames in this deck. I mean,
1: that's That's actually good. I think I've changed my mind on the, I think goblins will be an archetype and standard.
0: I, I absolutely think it will be. Um, I mean, it kind of was anyway, but it was just kind of like little red creatures Right. You know, it was more it was more gremlins than goblins.
1: I wanna say it was Craig Wesco. It might not have been. I can't remember who it was, but they mentioned no, who was it? I can't remember. It wasn't me. This isn't my idea. Um even though I had I've made horrible decks with this card in it. But uh Mardu Ascendancy with Goblin Pile Driver.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean that's pretty sweet. Yeah. That's like
0: Yeah, it is. That's like
1: a I don't know. That's that's 70 damage on turn two. No, I, I don't know. I haven't done the math, but...
0: Scab Clan Berserker. This seems like a pretty cool card. Um, a 2-2 two, two Haster. 2-2 two, two Haste. Uh, for two red and one, it's a rare. It's Renown one. And then whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, if Scab Clan Berserker is Renowned, Scab Clan Berserker deals two damage to that player. It seems pretty awesome.
1: It seems sweet. Seems sweet versus the control deck.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the haste getting in there. uh, Yeah, I don't don't think it's good against anything other than control. Like, this is probably like a sideboard card against control. Although, maybe not. Because, like, what was the card that they printed that was, like, specifically uh, a three drop that was... Supposed to be a sideboard card against control that, like, literally never saw play. Oh,
1: it was a cycle of hate cards from N14 that included yeah. Lifebane Zombie. Um, but I can't remember the red one because it literally saw no play.
0: <laughs> this feels a lot like that in a way. <laughs> it's
1: a little better because uh, it has haste.
0: It's true, yeah, but yeah, that card never uh, saw play. It was
1: one red, red, three, two, first strike, and whenever an opponent casts. A white or blue instant or sorcery it dealt two damage to them i think
0: i don't know i don't know um you know what i think my favorite uncommon is in red though what's that seismic elemental
1: it's a good finisher for for a oh deck
0: god it's such a good card i mean you'd play falter you know <laughs> You'd play a 4-4 four, for four, 5, like, in a pinch,
1: Sure, right? it's not unplayable.
0: Like, holy crap, a 4-4 four, for four, 5 that has Falter on it? That is so good!
1: Yep, and, yeah, it, it kind of speaks to, I think this set's going to be aggressive. In, yeah. In the, the limited format will be.
0: I mean, that is such a good card! That is, that card blows my mind how good it is. Like, I'm... I'm I don't know. That might be my favorite card in the set. It's
1: really good. <laughs> I just good. can't
0: believe how good a four, I mean, like, like if you gave it haste, I mean, oh, come I'm on. just, you know, but like, Jesus. I mean, that's even the greatest thing is that you've got a four, four for five, and then you have the falter effect, so you can team swing, and then you still got a four, four back to block.
1: What about, uh? and obviously, so that's obviously an aggressive card. <laughs> it goes in an aggressive it's really deck.
0: good. Oh, my God, it's so good. Yeah,
1: then there's, uh, there's like, I mean, yeah, I think the set's just screaming, like, be aggressive, you know, B-E, aggressive.
0: Yeah, B-E-A-G-G-R-E-S-S-I-V-E, right. Mm-hmm, yeah. Exactly.
1: Uh, yeah, so, like, there's, there's Prickle Boar, it's a four and a red, three, three, and it's as long as it's your turn, it gets plus two, plus zero, and has first strike, so <laughs> it's only good when you're attacking. Like, there's so many cards like that in this set. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, cobble brute five, two is not a great defender. Um, but yeah, that's almost all the, the red cards I wanted to talk about. I think a crone surgeon, that's just a a fantastic rate for a common. Um, it's two and a red two, two first strike renowned one. That's just, that's just a good rate. Yeah. I mean, that could be a common in like modern masters and I wouldn't blink.
0: Um,
1: anything else on red? I kind
0: of like the, the throwback, uh, to, uh, Innistrad with call of the full moon.
1: That is cool.
0: I just like the fact that they just, like, randomly threw the, like, the transform condition yeah. on an enchantment. It's just pretty funny.
1: And it's not like it's a bad rate. You know, one in a red, plus three, plus two, and trample.
0: Yeah. That's oh, it. yeah. I no, mean, it's that's just fine.
1: It's decent, but I don't think it's amazing. Yeah. Um, one of the most expensive cards in the set is in white. Can you guess that card? No.
0: Most expensive? Oh yeah, absolutely. I can tell you exactly what card that is. Uh, but let me actually find the name of it. Uh, it would be Hollowed Moonlight.
1: Hmm. It's close.
0: Oh, is that wrong? Oh, that's
1: totally wrong. Yeah, Hollowed Moonlight. Oh no, oh, God. that has to be like a buck, right?
0: Howling Moonlight is only a buck. Yeah, I'm gonna buy like twenty of them right now.
1: It is. Wow, three forty five. Really?
0: Yeah, dude. It like. It shuts down so much stuff.
1: It does shut down a lot of stuff, but
0: it shuts down collected company. It shuts down Splinter Twin.
1: It, okay, no, it doesn't shut down Splinter Twin.
0: But it For it stops turn. the combo. It stops
1: the combo. And turn. it
0: replaces itself. Okay,
1: that's not bad.
0: You know, and you get, so basically it says like if this is your last chance to stop the combo, draw two cards and hope you can kill that creature before the next turn. <laughs> Yeah, because you draw you draw the card draw for this, and then you draw for your turn. Hopefully, you've drawn a removal spell, or you kill them.
1: True. Now this is great against uh, Goryo's Vengeance, sadly, and through the breach.
0: Ah, yep. See, that's why I'm
1: that's why I'm uh, trying to poo poo the card. But
0: but this is no, but see, like this is what I was talking about last week. This is the kind of card that they print, and if it's you know, used enough could prevent bans. Mm. You know what I mean. This is the card that keeps those decks fair, so that those decks can have their fun. One hopes. I, I hope so too. I'm, I'm not. I like the fact that they don't hesitate to use the ban hammer in modern. But I hope that pushing the other way and printing cards that make it unnecessary or at least less necessary. Uh, I think that's a more positive way a direction, more positive direction for them to go, you know, rather than just ban everything. Um, printing stuff like Hollowed Moonlight, even though it does shut down the combo that you want to play, will allow you to play that combo for a lot longer than if this card didn't exist.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's good against Deathmist Raptors. Does it work against the um, Planeswalker creatures from Transforming?
0: No, because that says if a creature would enter the battlefield. Yeah.
1: Because
0: they're not entering the battlefield as a creature. But
1: the the rules text, exile Kithion, then return him to the battlefield, transformed.
0: Yeah, so he's already, he's he enters the battlefield as a planeswalker.
1: But warrior. who is he? He's Gideon. But it says exile Mind. Kithion.
0: Mind your own business,
1: that's <laughs> Then...
0: Now uh... <laughs>
1: then, return him.
0: So, is it Knight of the White Orchid?
1: No, I mean these are rares.
0: Which card is the most? Hold on, Starfield of Nix? <laughs> no. What, uh, is it is it the is it the Vryn uh, Wing Mare? What the hell card <laughs> is the is, most expensive oh, this card? Is great. I love this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> no, just tell me. Holy crap!
1: Uh, sorry, it's Archangel of Tides.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Archangel of Tithes. (laughs) It's a good card. Read it.
1: Sure, it's one white, (laughs) white, white.
0: There you go. See? See? Mm -hmm. Devotion to white. Here we go. Everybody dust off your whatever that creature was. that The god that's white that nobody played because it sucked. Here comes white devotion. Archangel of Tithes. Read it.
1: Sure. <laughs> one white, white, white. Uh, creature Angel flying. It's a 3-5, so I mean, that's a pretty good rate.
0: I think it's a really good rate. Yeah. That 5 toughness is huge.
1: It's true. It blocks a siege, Rhino. Um, as long as Archangel of Tithes is untapped, creatures can't attack you or a Planeswalker you control unless their controller pays one for each of those creatures. So it's
2: Ghostly Prison. It's very
1: good. Mm-hmm. And then as long as Archangel of Tias is attacking, creatures can't block unless their controller pays one for each of those creatures. Yeah, these are a the super powerful combination of abilities. Mm-hmm. It's a great you curve uh, Brimaz into this. Mm. It's pretty good, especially with yeah. Vigilance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good, and it's a it's a powerful set of abilities if you get to... The thing I like about this is that it's, it works both on defense and offense. Like it yeah, it's interesting. An, it has an effect. Because my initial impression was like, oh, well, you know, brutal Horde Chief is pretty sweet if you untap and attack with it, right? Because mm-hmm. then you get to like just overrun and win the game. But it just never worked because people could... That was a little more fragile, though. That had three toughness, whereas this has five. So you can't just lightning strike or stoke the flames or a bunch of other stuff. Right. So this might have a better chance because it's harder to kill. Can't roast it. Can't do a lot of things to it. It's mostly black removal. That-
0: oh, that's right. Because roast is what is roast is without yeah, flying. Yeah, without or? flying. Ooh. So
1: this this lives through a lot. Uh, Valorous stance will kill it, though. Ultimate price will kill it. Sure, dies to removal. Whatever.
0: Um, right. <laughs> so do other creatures.
1: Yeah, uh, but it doesn't really have a. It does have an impact when it enters the battlefield, if it lives. But so does Brutal Horde Chief, because if you get to the attack phase, you get the drain. And that sees no play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it'd be good, pretty good in a similar strategy to, as this card.
0: Yeah, I, I do like the fact that, like, you drop this, and then they're—I mean, you're basically dropping this, and it's Ghostly Prison. Mm-hmm. Plus you have a blocker. yeah. And then you untap, and then like you know, you're starting to get actual value out of it. I think it's good. I mean, it's got that value in the meantime. Yeah,
1: and I, I mean, it blocks everything at four.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Right.
1: Uh, including the, the the Rhino himself. I just don't. I don't I, it's just not a twenty dollar card, in my opinion.
0: It's a, it's pre-ordering at twenty dollars. Something
1: like that. Yeah.
0: Well, pre-order prices are insane.
1: This one just seemed just. At one point I think it was it was higher than Nyssa, which just enraged me for some reason.
2: <laughs> uh
1: yeah. I, I, <laughs> I I'm much more confident that Knight of the White Orchid is gonna seem play than over than this card.
0: Yeah, Knight of the White Orchid, like is gonna be really good and is really good. It was a good card before, it's a good card now.
1: Um if you, yeah, if you, love someone it. someone was trying to make the case for Kithian's irregulars, which I don't see that. That you would need a white devotion strategy to work. Kithian's irregulars? Yeah, it's two white white for a 4 3 uh with renowned 1 and you can pay white white to tap target creature. You can do that as many times as you want. It's fun. okay. Yeah. If you have if you have a nick those going in like a white devotion strategy, tap everyone down, swing in. Uh.
0: I mean, if, you, I mean if, you, if you're playing this in Limited and, like, you know, you already have double white to cast it, so you know you can at least tap down one creature, it just scales and gets better later in the game.
1: Oh, no, no, know? no. Limited, this is a bomb. Uh, people are talking yeah, about true. this in Standard.
0: No yeah, way. Yeah,
1: that's what I was saying. Okay. Yeah no, yeah, yeah, no way. Okay, we're in agreement there.
0: No, absolutely not. This is not good for Standard. Um.
1: So, we've got uh, Sigil of the Empty Throne. I don't know if you talked about that last week. It's a reprint.
0: No. No, we didn't, but, man, there's, like, really some sort of enchantment deck, uh, if there wasn't one before, and there actually was one before, but they're really giving you the tools. They're like, okay, you want to play enchantments? Yeah,
1: they're like, just go crazy, guys.
0: Yeah, so um, Sigil is a reprint from Conflux. Uh, Sigil of the Empty Throne, it's two white and three, it's rare, it's an enchantment. Whenever you cast an enchantment spell, put a 4-4 four, four white angel creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Is lovely.
1: It's pretty good for a format with uh, an Oblivion Ring variant and, uh, God, Suppression Field?
0: Suppression, suppression Bonds. Suppression Field is a much different card. Unfortunately, it's when you cast an enchantment spell... Mm-hmm. And not when an enchantment enters your battlefield, because Starfield of Nixon that would be so ridiculous.
1: Now, how does constellation work? Is that when it enters the battlefield?
0: Yes.
1: Oh God, I'm gonna have to read Idle on the Blossoms now.
0: That's, that's the first card I started looking up to. <laughs> yeah,
1: whenever, yeah, whenever it or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, you draw a card. Mm-hmm. So that is what we call an engine.
0: Right, now Starfield of Nyx, I guess we should read, it's a mythic rare, it's an enchantment, it's a white and four. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may return target enchantment card from your graveyard to the battlefield. As long as you control five or more enchantments, each other non-Aura enchantment you control is a creature in addition to its other types and has base power and toughness each equal to its converted mana cost. Which makes on of Blossoms a 4-4, four, four, which is pretty good. Um,
1: yeah, and, and other, you just get other... to draw a card every single turn.
0: Right, and if you have two of these, they actually affect each other. Mm-hmm. So they'd both be five fives.
1: That's not bad.
0: So, like, draw, you know what I mean? So, like, there are some effects like this where, like, if you have, like, more than one, it's a dead card. But, like, this actually, they turn each other on. Mm-hmm. So, it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, and I mean, if you're going to run green and white, you might as well throw a commune with the gods in there. True. Search it up, put a bunch of enchantments in your graveyard.
0: So, do you think this is a real deck?
1: I don't know. I, I only know if Wizards knows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're like, let's just see what happens. We got a couple months. Who cares? Yeah.
1: I mean, there's... Um, oh, my God. Back to Nature isn't is, you know, it's in standard. So I don't know, it can't do that much damage, I guess. And there's another white card I really like that <laughs> would hose this strategy. I guess it would hose a lot of strategies. What's that? Oh god. It's the cataclysm variant.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the triumph of tribute of something. Arrogance. Tragic arrogance. Tragic
1: arrogance. Three white white sorcery for each player. You choose from among the permanents that player's control from among the permanents that player controls an artifact, a creature, an enchantment, and a planeswalker, then each player sacrifices all other non-land permanents he or she controls. It's not bad. Yeah. It's a pretty good catch-all. Still leaves them with something though.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does leave something, which would probably be Starfield, which then they'd use to Oh, get no, no, back. no,
1: you choose. Oh. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for each player you choose from among them. Hmm. So, no. Pro tip, don't don't choose their Starfield of Nyx. If if there's an enchantment creature on the battlefield, can you choose it twice or no?
0: I don't know. That be, <laughs> yeah. That's I don't a know really that interesting works. question. That would be really, really, really busted though, right?
1: Yeah. If they have their star field turned on and like some random... Uh...
0: Well, if you had an artifact creature, could they choose an artifact creature? I mean like... Yeah, I don't
1: know. You choose an artifact, a creature, an enchantment. It doesn't say different ones. Yeah, so I choose... An enchantment. Okay, I'll choose your Oblivion Ring. I choose a creature. Okay, I choose your 3-3 Oblivion Ring. Yeah, I think that works, actually. This really hoses that deck. This this non-existent deck.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That deck would be good if we didn't print this card in the exact same set. Sorry about that.
1: Uh, I don't (laughs) think people are going to play Tragic Arrogance, but...
0: They could. I mean, especially if people are actually going to play the damn uh enchantment deck.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it happens there's some there's cards that can keep that deck in check.
0: Like Back to Nature. Yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> back to Nature still exists. Yep. For exactly as long as this card <laughs> yeah. exists with the relevant enchantments. Good luck with that.
1: Enjoy. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty much all I had in white. Anything else?
0: No, you know, it's. I think it's funny that we skipped blue.
1: Okay, On, I know why I think black is my least favorite color in this limited format. Why? Because, as we previously concluded, as an irrefutable truth, this will be an aggressive format without okay. playing it once. I can already tell you that 100%. Um, and there's an aggressive keyword in this format with, which is renown, but only white, red, and green have creatures with renown. hmm Okay. So they all get some aggressive enablers and they got, they got, the, they got the renown love. Um, but blue has a whole bunch of tempo plays and flyers at common, um, in fact, it has better removal than black because it has claustrophobia at common, uh, which is cheaper than any of the black mm-hmm. removal. Um, but you get it, – it, it's got the really crappy war, um, the Separatist Void Mage, three, three and a blue for a 2-2. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you can return a creature to its owner's hand. It's got a bunch of flyers. Um, Scrapskin Drake, which is basically cloud elemental. 2-3 <laughs> mm-hmm. flyer for, for three. Can only block uh, creatures with flyers, so it's got a lot of like, it it it's got plenty of tools for aggressive decks. But black, black does not have cheap flyers other than Fetidimp, and it doesn't have Renown, so I don't right. I, I don't know what it's doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if it has enough tools to really fight on the same level as the other colors in this format.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it feels like it feels like more of a complementary. I mean, it feels like more of a complement color. Yeah. Than, like, as, like, the actual main color. Because it feels like, you know, obviously you've got a bit of elf support there. Um, you've got, uh, that was a card I was just looking. I mean, you've got, like, Cruel Revival. Because that's what, that's what got me looking at it. When you started saying, like, what the heck is, El- is uh, Black doing? Started looking at, like, Cruel Revival, in theory, is a really good card. Mm-hmm. Like, in terms, of, you know, it's, I mean, it's a five-mana instant destroy target non-zombie creature. Which is practically destroy target creature. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then it says return up to one target zombie card from your graveyard to your hand, and I was like, "Well, all the zombies in black, other than the the one, the undead uh, servant, suck." You know, um, everything that you like you really wish was a zombie for super value, like uh, revenant. Oh god, <laughs> that
1: would have been so great.
0: You know what I mean? Like, like everything you wish was a zombie <sighs> isn't.
1: That would be in modern. Um,
0: but. But, like, um, Revenant's a reprint. I don't know if you knew that. Um,
1: Revenant? Oh, I was thinking of Despoiler uh, of Souls. I really wanted that to be a zombie oh. so I could return yeah, yeah, but... Uh, grave Crawlers.
0: But you've got, like, Scab Goliath, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, just fine. Um, you've got Screeching Scab. Uh, Scrapskin Drake is actually a zombie. Oh, that's interesting. Like, a lot of your zombies, oddly enough, are in blue. Hmm. Or a lot of the like the better zombies worth returning, uh, and there still aren't that many. But you you know put them together, and you've got like a fairly decent blue black with a kind of a light zombie sub theme. Because cruel revival, you're more just worried about that first ability than the second. But we always want to hit both. Sure. You know if there's if there's two on there, we want to hit. Yeah, em.
1: it's just black seems to be focused on kind of like grindy graveyard synergies, which. Ain't nobody got time for that if if it's an aggressive format.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. Now, I mean, like I said, you can couple this with some stuff. I mean, like, you got some decent removal going on. Like if you say you've got red-black, you got some decent red removal, and then you, like, you know, you top your curve, you got Revenant. I mean, Revenant is an awesome finish. Yeah. And it's a single black. The coolest thing about Revenant um, is that it used to be a rare.
1: Yep. They, there was so a flashback like down- draft I was playing that had this in it, and it was actually really good. I think it was in. No, nah, I can't remember now.
0: Revenant is such a good card. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that it's at Uncommon. This card is going to be everywhere. Like, in Limited. You know, this card is going to be I everywhere. I think it was
1: in it's Tempest Remastered.
0: Good. Yeah. That's where I yeah, played I, Revenant. And it's a great card. It's
1: <laughs> it, It's conditional.
0: Well, I mean, like, you want it at the end of the game.
1: Yeah, so black seems to be kind of, like, much more of a controlling late game. It's, like, it's, mm-hmm. like, it seems like a lot of the other colors are encouraging you to be on one end of the spectrum. Like, red especially, a lot of white cards are. Um, but then black is, like, a you know, standing on the other side saying No.
0: Right, but you've got some fairly, I mean, like, now Graveblade Marauder, it's not, like, an aggressive card in its stats. Like, it's a 1-4 it's a death touch for a black and two, mm-hmm. but then when it deals combat damage to a player, the player loses life equal to the number of creature cards in your graveyard. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a great card, like, if you're playing, like, you know, I don't know, like a black-white or black-red. You know, I, I just feel like, you know, black is, is a fine color in this mm-hmm. set. But it's not meant to be your primary color. No. And and, and the
1: format doesn't seem like it's... It's not like on Zendikar level aggression or whichever M set with uh, Bloodthirst. I can't remember which Mm -hmm. one. M10 or something? I don't know. Um, It's not that. It's not the most aggressive. uh, But it seems like it tilts towards the more aggressive side. But it might be slow enough where... You can put together like a, you can, I think you can easily put together a controlling deck in this format. I, I'm, I'm being a little too um, hyperbolic, I think, with my pronouncement. Yeah, for sure. But I just thought, I just felt extra clever by looking at like how like a lot of the cards in this set only work when they're doing one thing, and that's attacking.
0: Mm hmm. Right. I uh, gotta say I mean towergeist is is is
1: oh it's a fantastic freaking yeah. amazing
0: that's friggin' amazing uh, I'm just looking real quick at at, at blue uh, soul blade Jin is gonna be so ridiculous if you can make it work
1: you mean that's cast gonna it? be
0: <laughs> yeah cast it right I mean that's an outstanding bomb for limited
1: I liked <laughs> I like the strong arm monk from I think it was Dragon's of here, wasn't it? Or no? Mm-hmm. Fate Reforged? I can't remember. One of yeah, them. but it was the same cost, three white white, and it was a, I want to say a three three without, I mean, it was an uncommon without flying and it had the same ability. Mm-hmm. And this is a four three with flying. I mean, it's a rare, and rightfully so, but yeah, that's that's a really, really good card. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like Separatist Void Mage. Um, you already talked about Ring Warden Owl, Scra- Scrap Skin Drake. Uh there's a lot of tools for I, I think Jesse and thieves really good
0: What's that? It's a one begin? three with
1: prowess, but
0: oh yeah just
1: yeah. I mean, <sighs> deals combat damage draw card
0: yeah yeah, uh-huh, it's really good,
1: you know, and i don't I don't know about aspiring aeronaut that seems not that doesn't seem like that's good enough it's like one two it costs one man too much.
0: Aspiring I'm so it's it real quick. Three
1: and a blue for a one two of flying, and when it enters the battlefield you put a one one colorless Thopter Artifact Creature token flying out of the battlefield. No.
0: Not that great unless you have um, the uh, th- uh, the thunderclap uh wyvern in your uh, in your in your deck. Oh,
1: okay, yeah. The flash the two blue light.
0: flash flying other creatures you control with flying get plus one plus one. Ooh, that's yeah. really
1: good in the thopter deck.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but I think that that, if you had a card like that, that would make like stretching to run that card. Good. You know, like there, I don't know. There's ways to make it good
1: before we leave blue. Uh, I know it's been said a million times, or a lot of people have made this point, but Fairy Miscreant, I think, goes in the blue Devotion deck. It's blue for a 1-1 flyer, but when it enters the battlefield, if you control another creature named Fairy Miscreant, you draw a card. Hmm. Okay. Um, There's a lot of 1-1s for one that are either unblockable or flying in that blue deck, and they're fine. And this one has the chance to cycle, which I like. Uh, But obviously the really big um, contributor to Devotion to Blue... And Merfolk in Modern, I think, uh, is Arbinger of Tides, yep. yeah.
0: Agreed, agreed, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that, like, you can cast this for four and, uh, and stop the Splinter Twin combo, or you can Violet out and stop the Splinter Twin combo, it's just, I think that that actually can push, uh, that deck from I think it's our from the edge of playability I've already
1: been testing it and it's already really good versus a good portion of the field yeah I mean, that's sweet I think I've only really been losing to Tron for some reason even though it runs four main deck spreading seas don't know why that is <laughs> talent of the telepath is that even worth discuss- discussing what is that <laughs> it's I guess it could be for like the blue mirror match it's two blue blue for a sorcery Target opponent reveals the top seven cards of his or her library. You may cast an instant or sorcery card from among them without paying its mana cost. And if you have spell mastery, you can, um... Cast it Yeah.
0: A, a control meter? Yeah. Sure. Go nuts. Cast each other's spells. Why not?
1: Um, I can't remember. Did you discuss Thopter Spy Network last week? No. It's cool, but I have no idea if it's playable. I don't think it is.
0: I think it's great.
1: You think it's, like, good beyond limited? <laughs>
0: Uh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's two blue and two. Uh, it's an enchantment. It's rare. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control an artifact, mm-hmm. put a one, one colorless thopter artifact creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Whenever one or more artifact creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, draw a card.
1: I mean, Darksteel Citadel.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Darksteel Citadel for, for one. um I think this is good. I mean, like, the fact that, like, you know, once you get the train rolling, you can start drawing a ton of cards. It, this, is w- not... oh,
1: yeah, this is not... Whenever
0: one or more. Yeah, uh... this is
1: not the Biden Oh, so.
0: uh... I take it back.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a bitter blossom that doesn't cost you a life. Okay, that's true. And draws you have you a dark... card.
0: Yeah, you got Darksteel Citadel. And if you can get a card, an extra card every turn, okay, it's fine. It's not as good. I thought it
1: was Biden. It's not oh as good. Oh my god. Whirler Rogue has more text. I thought I thought it was just two blue blue for a two-two, put two one one colorless Thopter artifact creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield.
0: It gives something unblockable. Yeah, you can tap
1: two untapped artifact creatures you control and target creature can't be blocked this turn. That's ridiculous.
0: That's not even wow, it doesn't even pay mana? No. Tap wait, wait, wait. Tap two, wait, read it again. Tap
1: two untapped artifacts you control.
0: Not even creatures.
1: Nope. So if if yeah, you can pair this with like you know a giant green creature, right? And oh, so as soon God. as it comes down, you can tap those two and give some giant creature unblockability, and then just ba- that's so good for an uncommon. Wow.
0: That is amazing. Wow, that's really good. I. I and you've already pumped your team with your white enchantment.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sure.
0: <laughs> and you're gonna make one of those creatures unblockable. If you have Starfield of Nyx, you can make the enchantment unblockable. (laughs)
1: Mm.
0: (laughs) There is a song by Islands, and the lyrics go, Dig deep, but don't dig too deep. So, yeah, my bad. My apologies to to Islands. Uh, Yeah. That's bad.
1: <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Okay. R- green. Let's go to green. Green. Let's get going. Uh, what do you think of Animus Awakening? I mean, for like standard. Because people seem to like this card.
0: Animus Awakening is a green and X. It's a sorcery. It's a rare. Reveal the top X cards of your library. Put all land cards from among them onto the battlefield tapped and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. And then Spell Mastery, if there are two or more instant and or sorcery cards in your graveyard, untap those lands. I mean, I just think about this in the old green-white deck that I was playing with the enchantment, what is it whatever it was
1: called. Mastery of the Unseen.
0: With Mastery of the Unseen, yeah. The fact that, like, this could really, you know, get a crazy engine going.
1: So um, when I go to a restaurant and Uh sometimes I'm deceived, you know, I I read something. It sounds really good on paper. I'm like, oh, that's a cool combination of ingredients. I think I should order that. Um, And I see, like, a lot of dishes like that. The way I decide is I actually, like, in my brain uh, or in my mind, I imagine myself, like, with that dish in front of me actually eating it and whichever image of me eating it makes me the happiest I order it because sometimes I'm like, no, actually I I wouldn't want to eat that right now when I imagine myself eating it. So with Animus Awakening, I I read the ingredients on the card and I'm like, that sounds really cool. That's amazing. That's sweet. That's really cool. X spell, get a bajillion lands and untap them. I haven't seen anything like that before, but then I imagined myself putting that into a deck and then drawing it. And so I I drew it on turn four and I'm like, well, I guess I'll cast it for three. Oh, I only hit one land. That was a really crappy rampant growth that cost a lot of mana. And then I imagined drawing it super late and I was still sad because that's the last thing in the world I need is more land and so I just was never happy eating this dish at any point in the game. <laughs> so at first I thought this was amazing, and now I now I think it's trash. It, until we get landfall and battle for Zindigar and they'll be amazing again. I,
0: I have to pay attention next time we go out for dinner.
2: <laughs> I, have,
0: I have to like I have to like I have to see if like your eyes start rolling back as you're like looking at the menu. It's like oh, is he watching that movie of him eating that dish right now?
1: <laughs> like <laughs> the tool I use when i, when I can't like, decide on this... <laughs> what I'm gonna order
0: <laughs> Give us a few more minutes to decide, and then you just go into like this <laughs> trance like state. I'm like, uh, <laughs> you're I, like I, I'm gonna mm, need another minute just...
1: <laughs> waiter and then I put on like an Oculus Rift machine. <laughs> I just see you
0: like I just see you like like the um whatever the guys were, the the empaths uh in Game of Thrones.
1: hmm The words.
0: the one who go into the crow. Yeah you know, and like, he just like, <laughs> eyes roll oh, back. You look at like, like
1: someone from across the room, eating one of the, like eating a ditch. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to ward it, you to that person and see what that tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> really think there's more applications for these powers. No, nah, this is it. This is the only thing.
0: <laughs> it's just for food. <laughs> it's all it is. It's just for food.
1: I, I don't know. That's just what I thought of. Cause like if holy
0: crap sorry no i i didn't mean to just like jump on you there but caustic caterpillar there's our naturalize yeah and i just i just forgot because oh yeah we're I looking for just,
1: naturalize <laughs> oh you know what it's right next to another better naturalize and it's actually called what? conclave Naturalizists.
0: oh wow so we've got two though. yeah uh Okay, never mind. I mean, we should read the text on these sure. cards. Sure,
1: Costa Caterpillar is green for a
0: 1-1. I just mean in general, but yeah, we should read them right now, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh, 1 in the green, and you sacrifice it. Uh Caustic Caterpillar, destroy target artifact or enchantment. That's a last resort, I think.
0: Oh, it's fine. Yeah,
1: I mean, Conclave Naturalist, though, you're probably going to put that in your deck. That's perfectly main deckable.
0: Oh. Eh, it's a 4-4 four, 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 yeah, with 5. Yeah, it's really It's
1: Indrik Stompowler, right?
0: Sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's just a good card. Uh, we got a whole mess of elves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we got Dwinin, Giltleaf Dayan? Dain, Dean. I'm sure call it the Dean. I'm, I'm stupid. I don't care.
0: I'm the Dean. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> a two green green for a three, four with <laughs> tu- reach. And uh, it's a legendary creature, elf warrior, other elf creatures you control, get plus one, plus one. And whenever it attacks, you gain one life for each attacking elf you control. So it's an elf lord. It's the only elf lord. It's,
0: yeah, it's not really that
1: good. It's not amazing. It's kind of too expensive. It, no, it's awesome. I really wanted all of a but that, that. It's a three-four.
0: It's a three-four reach for four. That
1: pumps your elves.
0: It's yeah. It's awesome. I was I was being sarcastic. It's, not, it's really good. I think
1: it's good. okay. I don't know if I'd run four of them in the elf deck. I'd probably run. Three. Why not? expensive it's expensive and you're going to run four court of calling obviously
0: but you could just play multiples of them at the same time true no you can't I'm yeah
1: lying. because they double it's pump like, no 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 i mean if you cheat
0: oh yeah cheating i forgot you about that as a strategy yeah. uh
1: you've got uh Dwinin's elite which is one in the green for a 2-2 and whenever it enters the battlefield if you control another elf let's say it's uh elvish mystic you put a 1-1 green elf warrior creature token onto the battlefield. Seems that. We got nice. an elvish visionary reprint. Familiar. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got, we've got a nice little set. And there's some black elves that are also pretty good. Gnarl um, Root Trapper. Did we talk about that one?
0: No, I don't think we talked about any of the black elves. All right, elves. I'll go
1: over the two black elves really quick. It's Gnarl uh, Root Trapper is black for 1-1. It's an elf druid. Uh, you tap it and pay one life, and you can add green to your mana pool, but you can spend this mana only to cast an elf creature spell, and then you can also tap it to give target attacking elf you control death touch until end of turn. Hmm. This is not bad. It's just another like kind of like Elvish Mystic-esque card that has a little bit more value in the late game just because you can just kill or sacrifice any one of your attacking cre- elf creatures to take out any of, your, uh, any of the blockers. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. uh no, guilt leaf winnower it's a really good one three black black for a four three with menace it's an elf warrior and when guilt leaf winnower enters the battlefield you may destroy target non-elf creature whose power and toughness aren't equal that's so yeah weird. that's siege that's siege yeah rhino. siege rhino course of crew fix um the angel we were just talking. sure about. yeah um a lot of the dragon lords um there's a good number of creatures uh, yeah, totally. Go, the goblin Pile Driver, I guess. <laughs> yup. Uh, and it, this isn't a creature card, but um, also in black. And kind of the reason that I think the Elves deck is going to be a little better than the Goblins deck, because this is just such a brutal sideboard card. Uh, two black, black sorcery. Non Elf creatures get minus two, minus two until end of turn. Yeah. Jeez. Get wrecked, Goblins.
0: That's really good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I just, I just want a quarter calling up guilt leaf winnower. That's just what I want to do.
2: <laughs>
1: I just think that's a really, that's just, yeah. I just want to do that. I want to have a one of main, main deck um, reclamation, reclamation sage. sage. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's more than enough cards to make a really good deck out of this. Um, yeah. Yeah, elvish visionary. Um, there's another one that might go in the deck. I'm not really sure. It might go in like more of a green black grindy. Whip deck that we were talking about with Liliana, a bunch of the other graveyard cards. And and people really like this card, and I'm just not sure what the application for it's going to be yet. But it's uh, Evolutionary Leap. Okay. Uh, One in a green for an enchantment. You pay a green, sacrifice a creature, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card. Put that card into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Mm. It's kind of interesting.
0: I mean, like, you block. Yeah. Sacrifice the creature, you know, and then you get to replace it. I mean, I don't know.
1: I feel like there's some cards that – I can't think of what they are now, (laughs) but there's a few in this set and a few in a few of the past sets that were kind of looking for, like, a sacrifice engine. Mm -hmm. And we're starting to get some cards that actually do that. I mean, obviously, Liliana is a good one because you can play her – pay a green, sacrifice something, get a token, transform her.
0: Right. Now, a sacrifice engine in green isn't something that's very often come by. Uh, No,
1: but, I I, I mean, it, it has creatures you want to sacrifice, like Sader Wayfinder, and a bunch of other stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like it's
1: pretty Yeah. Um, and also, if you whip something back, you can still sacrifice it, even though it won't go back to your graveyard. So you can right. whip something, get whatever enters the battlefield effect you wanted, and then sack it and, you know, draw a creature card. Mm-hmm. So you can just grind out a ton of value. I don't know. I can't... Uh, I, I would actually have to sit down and spend some time to put together a deck where I want Evolutionary Leap. Because you, you have to... like That's that's the thing about a lot of these rares is you have to actually design a deck. And one that kind of doesn't really exist right now, except maybe Soul Tie Whip or something like that. I think that would... Go, actually... Oh, God, you can sack a token? Oh, this just goes right into Sidisi Whip. What am I talking about? You just sack those... Zombie tokens. Yeah, you sack your Sator Wayfinder, you sack your zombie tokens, you sack something you'd whip back, you sack a whatever, uh, a Hornet Queen token. All right, I'm on board.
0: Yeah. Yeah, All right, that didn't take long. How do you feel about Shaman of the Pack?
1: Oh, yeah, that's the reason. That's the yeah. reason for the season.
0: Do you think, I mean, like, because uh, Jeff and Levi didn't seem too hot on it in, like, Collected Company albums. Are you elves. kidding?
1: Oh, in modern?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of uh, yeah, yeah, no, in modern.
1: No, no, not in modern.
0: You don't think no. so? Like, what if it was like more like an elf ball? Like,
1: a no, because different... the the elf deck as it is, I don't think you you have not played it. I'm guessing. I have. Yeah, uh, I I've, I've played it. It's like a turn four deck. Huh. Like it just builds up so much momentum that you can just you're activating um, Azuri. like a turn four oh, yeah. and swinging for twenty and. You don't, you don't really have any – you don't have a need to ping someone for, like, six or seven when, when you're doing that. No, no, no. This is strictly uh, – I, I thought about it for a second, and then I'm like, no. No, this is for – and I think it's fantastic and standard.
0: I agree. I, I uh, agree with
1: Yeah, that. so that's the thing. I don't know if the Black Green Elves deck wants to be a Collected Company deck or a Court of Calling deck. Why not both? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that – yeah, I mean, oh, I would love to – Collected Company into two of these would be pretty good. you do a lot of damage.
0: Man, you know what card I haven't really... Actually, I don't know if I read it until just now, to be honest with you. Sword of the Animist.
1: People are getting hyped about that one.
0: That's a good card. It's a two... It's an equipment. It's a legendary equipment. Two mana, two to equip. Whenever an equipped creature attacks, you may search your library for basic land card put on the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. So there's your there's your actual land ramp to get that Nissa to flip earlier. Yeah. And you put it on or you can just put it on Nissa.
1: <laughs> yeah, you could.
0: Turn 3 you play you draw you 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 play Nissa,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then turn 4 you play an equip. Yeah. And then you two turns, <laughs> and then you're you're two turns away. I mean, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I can't figure out if I like that card or not.
0: I think it's good. I mean, it's just fine as a as a pump and
1: There's no, no, the...
0: thinning out your thinning out your deck is fine. I mean, I think it's mm, good. the
1: pump's not worth it.
0: The pumps are relevant, yeah. But like, but I think it's just fine.
1: I mean, the okay. So the pump is it's not worth the casting and equip cost, obviously.
0: No, but one activation off of this rampant growth is worth it. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's not. You get this thing to, I'm saying, you get this thing to happen once and you're doing good. You get this thing to happen twice and you know, you've you've broken even in terms of what rampant. Yeah,
1: two rampant gross, but you didn't have to spend two cards on it. Yeah, yeah, that seems like a lot of hoops to go through.
0: Attacking with creatures. No, 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 no. Casting no,
1: equipment for two, equipping the equipment for two, swinging with the equipment, untapping. Uh, and then successfully swinging again with that same creature. And it's not like you pu- your pump gets tough. Easy. <laughs> that's easy. No, easy. No problem. <laughs> easy.
0: Easy. Okay. Do it all day.
1: No, twice on Tuesday? You know it. Uh, I kind of do like Pyromancer's Goggles if there's ever a burn deck in Standard, actually.
0: Yeah, Standard, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. It, Hanger uh, back Walker, no?
0: What is that? Oh, that's a weird thing that makes X Doctors. Yeah. I guess we should read it. It's uh, a back Walker's XX for an artifact creature construct. It's a rare. It enters the battlefield with X 1-1 one, one counters on it. When it dies, put X, put a 1-1 one, one colorless artifact creature token with flying on the battlefield for each plus 1 plus 1 counter on it. Tap 1 and tap it to put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on it.
1: I think it's fine.
0: XX, you know, you pay 4 mana, you get a 2-2. Two, two. That's not great. When it dies, you get 2-1-1 one one flyers. It's pretty good. Being able to put plus-1, one plus-1 one counters on it seems pretty good. Here's the thing. I play Modern. Mm-hmm. I play Affinity. Yep. I hate Steel Overseer.
1: Oh, okay. You're probably not going to like this, game. I,
0: I hate Steel Overseer so much. It's like, really? Am I going to play this 2-2 two, two for 2? Two? Is it even 2-2? Two, two? Is it 1-1? One, one? I don't even know. I hate it. You play it, and then maybe you get to keep it, and you tap it, and maybe you start getting value out of it. But I just feel like it's just such a useless card to me. Like, I just don't like it. I'm pretty sure that most Affinity lists that I've played in the last couple months have cut it entirely or had, like, one. All right. Uh, so, so yeah, it's really it's one of those cards that, like, I can see why it would be good but it's really hard for me to like it because it just feels like Steel Overseer to me, and that card was just way slow to me.
1: Um, I'm going to defer to you on the affinity stuff. (laughs) Sure, Uh, Sure. Helm of the Gods. What do you think?
0: One mana, artifact equipment, rare, one to equip, gets plus one plus one for each enchantment you control. If you're playing the enchantment deck, sure. All right but if you're not playing the enchantment deck, you could probably leave this one at home.
1: Did you discuss infinite obliteration last episode? No, why would okay. I? I don't know. I think you. I thought you... Why do you think you I would like, like this like card? You those cards. <laughs> no, Best I you don't. Do. You ran Stain the Mind in a deck.
0: I ran Stain the Mind because it can cost one. After oh, we've got... We should and not
1: revisit the- this. <laughs>
0: I, ca- I I I stay in the mind. You can convoke it out early, How right? Early. I did it on like turn three. I was playing a ramp deck. I hit it on like turn three, and I hit all of their board wipes, and it was just like the biggest blowout ever. That was a fine card.
1: Oh, uh-huh.
0: this is a creature. I was if hoping this you'd said,
1: like this card so we could disagree. On if it.
0: <laughs> this said black black one sorcery. Mm -hmm. Right? Destroy target creature. Search target opponent's graveyard hand and library for any number of cards with that name and exile them. Then that player shuffles his or her library. That would be a really good card. If this was a a creature, even if it cost four, this would be a really good card. But this is three mana to name a creature and get rid of it? It doesn't even stop Splinter Twin because they've got two different creatures. Oh,
1: no one's talking about this for modern.
0: I'm just saying, like, I mean,
1: if they only had one creature, then maybe.
0: I mean, like, I guess you could name Siege Rhino in Standard and get rid of their Siege Rhinos. But why don't you? Why aren't you just running like Heroes Downfall in this in place of this? This
1: sucks. What about the? Like, what if there's like a control deck? And their only win conditions are, like, Ojutai. Oh, yeah. You can completely yeah. lock them out of the game with this.
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing. If you're trying to take an Ojutai, mm-hmm. you can run Stain the Mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is a little more efficient.
0: Depending, Depending on, on whether the deck. or not you have creatures. Yeah. It's,
1: it's, like... it's highly unlikely that there's a deck that can cast Stain the Mind, even at the same turn. as. In... I don't think Infinite Obliteration is very good. I, I was hoping you I liked think it, it so we could disagree, but... Oh, I think oh, it sucks. Good. good.
0: You're like, you like crappy cards. <laughs> yeah, what about Maybe You like this?
1: Yeah. Uh, Herald of the Pantheon. Don't put that in your your enchantment deck. That's all I got to say.
0: Yeah, Herald of the Pantheon is is, is, a, is a really good... Uh,
1: distraction.
0: Really good card.
1: It's a good distraction when you're trying to build an enchantment deck. <laughs> you think so? I don't so? know. Although, it does... Okay, so Herald of the Pantheon. One in a One in a green for a 2-2. Enchantment spells you cast cost one less to cast. Um, whenever you cast an enchantment spell, you gain one life. I think this is a uh, because there's only so many cards you can run that aren't enchantments in the enchantment deck, and I think this is kind of just like just extra. It's nice yeah, to have. I could
0: see that. But
1: I see although that. the curve of this into Eidolon of Blossoms is pretty alluring, because then you could just make it a three drop essentially. But I, I think this is just... It's, I, I, I don't think it's what you want in your deck.
0: I got. I just like Outland Colossus. I just like what it is a lot. It? It's a Outland Colossus is a 6-6 rare giant for 2 green and 3. It has renowned hmm. 6. And it can't be blocked by more than one creature. <laughs> so, it's just a big thing... That kills something every turn that it attacks, because you're not gonna let it through. Oh God, no! No, it's just interesting. Um, st- I think Sky Snare Spider is like an amazing card.
1: It's a great rate for limited for an uncommon. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Sky Snare Spider is a six-six for two green and four. Already beats Crawworm, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like they trade, but like, yeah, uh, it's an uncommon. It's a spider. It has vigilance and reach. That's
1: awesome. Yep,
0: that is really awesome.
1: Yeah, so Green seems to have some of the tools to go later, and and just like mm-hmm. if you don't, if you're if you're an aggressive deck, uh, and you don't have a bunch of flyers. Um, and they don't have a sky snare spider. You, you got to end the game early, because they just have a lot of big guys that kind of just shut down a lot of the early renowned creatures once they hit the mm-hmm. battlefield. The other elf I was talking about was uh, Sylvan Messenger, three and a green. So this is like, oh, yeah, yeah, once you start going here, you're going kind of away from the collected company plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it kind of just gives you something to do with, you know, if you run four of these for the uh, uh, Court of Calling, it just gives you a lot of stuff to do with all the extra mana you get from your... Your uh, trappers, your elvish mystics, and your nissas, because those are also elves. Um, But yeah, Sylvan Messenger, three and a green for a 2-2 elf with trample. And when it enters the battlefield, you reveal the top four cards of your library and put all elf cards revealed this way into your hand. Rest on the bottom of your library in any order. They did not reprint Goblin Ringleader, which just makes me sad. Yeah,
0: that is sad. That would have given us a haste yeah mission, which we don't have many nope. of here.
1: Um, that's pretty much uh, woodland bellower. Did you mention that? Okay. Yes. Good.
0: Yes, we did. Yes, we mentioned it as a way to uh, search up your shaman of the pack.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. Probably gonna. Get, yeah. You can get the courser. You can get all kinds of crazy stuff. Good times. Yeah. Uh. That's all I got for green. Um, Not a lot in multicolor. Those are all just, those are limited cards, and they kind of tell you what each, I I like them because there's, yeah, there's ten of them, and they kind of tell you what each of the different ten color pairs is doing in Magic Origins, from a limited perspective.
0: (laughs) Right, it kind of gives you some hints. Yeah.
1: Uh, Blue-white flyers, red, (laughs) you know, red-blue artifacts, uh, green-white just get on the ground and uh, be all aggro not sure what the <laughs> I don't know what the red green one is just a bunch of lands
0: <laughs> Zendikar incarnate is kind of dumb
1: <laughs> I don't like yeah. it I, I, I don't know oh it's a star four I thought it was star star oh no
0: I know <laughs> I know it would be so much better if it was Star Star. It's Star 4.
1: For some reason, I just have never had enough energy to read Possessed Scab. It's got a whole it's it's got good. A lot of
0: words. It's good. Listen to All this. Right. I'll All read right. it. Possessed Scab is a 3 2 for 3 blue black. It's a zombie. It's an uncommon. When Possessed Scab enters the battlefield, return target instant sorcery, or creature card from your graveyard to your hand. And if it would die, exile it instead. Oh, you can't loop them. Nope. But, still, it's good value. It is. It gra-
1: it's a, It costs one more, and it's a grave digger for anything, it seems.
0: Yeah, essentially, yeah.
1: Citadel Castellian, I mean, that's <laughs> just a ridiculous rate for an uncommon. Not really. It's 2-3 two, two Vigilance th- for three but renowned to
0: the, re- the renowned to is yeah. stupid
1: if that happens. Just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you do.
0: Yeah. Pick them up. Go to the next game. No, I'm just kidding. Not, not, not that desperate, but still it's really good.
1: And I think that's just about everything. Right. Right. Right.
0: Mana fixing is almost non-existent nope. evolving wilds. I think that like you should be drafting pretty high. If you need, if you think you need the fixing, um, or these enemy color lands, too. I mean, like, you see one, grab it, I guess. Fixing is really tough to Is that to a come
1: premium? By. Yeah, oh, there's some is. green cards.
0: A meteorite.
1: I love <laughs> a meteorite. meteorite.
0: If, we're, if hmm. we're talking about meteorite as your mana fixing, then there are some serious problems here.
1: I like Might of the Masses. I'm probably going to cast that in Limited sometime.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that's good.
1: You got Nissa's. Oh, that's Basic Forest. Yeah, there's not there's not fixing. Yeah, no, no, there's not. Eat it while you stole. can. Zendikar's Royal. Is that good and Limited? I think so. Yeah, I feel like I would play that.
0: I think so, because, like, you know, you get into certain situations in 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 Sealed, especially where you've got the boards all stalled up, and you're just kind of going land, go, land, go, land, go. And this lets you do that, but also builds your board up. Just letting this sit there is just fine. I think this is really good.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, It kind of reminds me of, um, I think it was M13, maybe M14. It was three green green. It was an enchantment, and it just did a whole bunch of, or maybe it was four. Yeah, it just did a whole bunch of stuff.
0: It was four. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it was the, yeah, I remember. It was a mythic rare. Yeah,
1: but it it seems kind of similar. Good stuff. Um,
0: I I think that, like, you would rather get this back with Starfield of Nyx than actually tap out for it. Oh, God, no, I'm not um, putting this in
1: a standard deck.
0: No, I'm talking about Unlimited, but... Um...
1: <laughs> oh, Joe. There's huh. the, the market has its own ranking of the Planeswalkers. The market? The market has spoken.
0: It has oh, ranked the, the
1: Planeswalkers for us.
0: Uh, okay, how has the market ranked the Planeswalkers?
1: Uh, Nissa, number one. Okay. Oh, my God, it's $27 now. Sweet. All right, most expensive card in the set. Nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, this still doesn't matter. No one's played any of these cards yet. Uh, number right. two, Liliana at like nineteen okay. bucks. Kithyon at fifteen. That's I thought that was like originally really expensive. I don't know. Jace at eleven. Okay. Poor old Chandra at nine.
0: Okay, so it so so the market has ranked them the same as you.
1: Um, I think so it has
0: flip flopping the Gideon. Liliana. Yeah, but
1: I think I think Liliana and and I think they're saying the same thing. People want to play Liliana now because it goes in decks that exist right now. Right right now, the Savannah Alliance is not doing a ton of work. We've got a nope. lot of really good nope. Savannah Lions in <laughs> Standard. Yeah. <laughs> but they're all just collecting their unemployment checks right now. God, yeah, Kithian originally started over $20, and now it's 15 huh. I don't know what that means.
0: It means that people are realizing what you
1: just yeah. said. Just, yeah, what good is a, uh, it's a soldier? You could do that crazy soldier tribal deck.
0: I just don't like the Planeswalker side of it.
1: No, I don't think it's that impressive.
0: I think it's just very it's, – it's, we go, ooh Gideon, it does all this. No, it doesn't do what Gideon no. did. It does kind of crappier stuff.
1: Days Undoing is $15. bucks that is too high. You think? Man, the card's not going to do anything initially. It's going to take a while for people to figure out, I think. Me I think good. you'll have plenty of time to figure this out while it becomes like a $5 mythic. I think it's almost exactly yeah. like Time Reversal, actually, unlike what you guys said. No. I well, I, I don't know. What, what was Time Reversal at initially?
0: Does uh, it, it pre-order when it first hit thirty. Thank you, Evan Irwin, for 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 hyping uh, it into man.
1: oblivion. No, okay, now. uh
0: So, uh, but yeah, no, but like, but it costs five though.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is. I think they got this one right.
0: <laughs> I think so I think too. they did a like, no, really good so job
1: too. the way they making it just good enough to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this started over twenty. Now I think someone on TCG Player wrote this. I can't remember who it was. Um, they've been talking about the combination of this with um Spirit of the Labyrinth. So if you have like an aggressive white deck, white blue deck, you one drop into Spirit of the Labyrinth, and they probably just played a couple lands and then you days undoing. And they just get to draw one card. Oh God. <laughs> so now they're just sitting there with like all these three drops and or <laughs> probably like five or six drops.
0: That's really good.
1: It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Spirit of the Labyrinth.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's a few combos there. Like, you could do that. And also, be That's like
0: pretty good.
1: The blue one drop that you can tap to reveal each top card. I can't remember what that thing's called. Dacra Mystic.
0: How come nobody ever tried that?
1: I think Mike Flores wrote a whole article about, like, this gray area of how you could get wins. Because, like, you would have uh, Spirit of Labyrinth out and activate Dakra Mystic on their turn after they'd drawn a card. Or you'd right. do it, like, if you wanted to be, like, really insidious, you could uh, do it during their draw step. And right. so they could draw, and if they drew for turn, then they'd lose the game, basically, because they, turn- they drew extra cards. How come nobody tried that? That was a really <laughs> good idea. I think the Magic community is better than you give it credit for. Like, people like to play, you know, quote-unquote trolley decks, but they don't like, you know... That's, that, that's win- actually, like, I think that's angle shooting.
0: Win's a win. <laughs> well, anyway, I need to uh, get off this call and uh, take this uh, Gold's Gym weight bench out of the box before the cat eats the entire box. Sounds good. So we should probably call it a night mm-hmm. here. Next week we'll obviously be talking about our pre-release experiences. But until then, if I ever get finished editing this monstrosity... We are M T G Taps.
1: Stop bitching. Start editing, what I can't complain in my own Never encounter fights with self defense, legs, wipes, alcohol, toss, molotovs, throwing dynamite. Now they get caught up in a hype for being so night, sag, wicked jeans, was a mean, my right strike. And when they get combined, Liver Jenkins outlined the highest price. Hip hop, new rep victim, consistent, fresh, daily. I maintain the quiet life during open mics. Expectations is too high
0: dreams holding i lost friends and loved ones could cope with the pursue music with Yo MTG Taps, available every bloody Friday forever On legitmtg.com, mymtg.com, mtgcast.com, and iTunes Email us, yomtgtaps, at gmail.com Like us on Facebook Follow us on Tumblr, yomtgtaps.tumblr.com Follow us on Twitter at OMTG Taps. Follow me on Twitter at OMGWTFBHJFTW. Follow Stephen on Twitter at M00NPI. Follow Joey on Twitter at Affinity for Blue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. Available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening.